Welcome everyone to another episode of Weekly Games Chat. I am your host Chris, as always joined by my co-host Sean. Hello world, how are you feeling this wonderful Wednesday, or whenever you hear this? And John. Sorry about last week's horrible episode, I'm back, and everything Wait, you told me I did good, okay. you told me I, I, was, I was, you said that I did... Well I was on top of you at the time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> John peaked yeah. a little bit there. Yeah, that's because during soundcheck, John refuses to talk like John. He said I was good. No, this is not what you talk like during soundcheck. I think you guys are just making that up. I no. just think that's a bit. You no, do. I swear, <laughs> Chris, it's it's really hard to like. <laughs> it, Please don't 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 it's, don't it's really do hard it. to <laughs> don't air our dirty it. laundry. Don't see? air our dirty laundry. See, you're, yeah, you're doing it again. Yeah. Because <clears throat> normally during sound check you're like this, John. You're like, yeah, you're just very hey, soft spoken. Hey, it's John. But the moment you have to turn it on, John. you turn it on. Sound so check. Sound check, then voice comes up. But and we're like, okay, John, so John. I turn on, the, I, I turn on the char- I turn on the, I elevate them, and you go, just be you. This is hilarious. You guys go back and forth. <laughs> this is a this is a gag. This, this no, is nothing John, but a gag. John, friend of friend. I've done it both ways. Sh- Haha. Sh- uh-huh. I've done it both ways for you. Listen, I've done he, it both ways for he you. Doesn't do now he's way loud. It's so true, though. I do an elevated voice during sound check, and you guys go, this stop is, doing that. This is That's not, not how you talk. This is not what you do. I don't know. Yeah. I would just say, if, if I was the sound guy and you were in a band, I would hate you the moment you started playing your show live, because I'd be like, he, I, I sound checked him, and he sounded completely different. <laughs> And then I would lower your level. But you sound a to get the, to get all that out of the way. I want you to recall first time I tried to start doing this, I started going testing, testing one, two, and you go, no, John, that's not you. Yeah, it's yeah. not. You it's just not. You, see, listen. The ultimate is you sound delicious. Right I just now. think you're bad with a soundboard. Oh, okay. I don't think it. Does that make you feel better? I don't think. It's I you. feel great. I don't think it's. I don't put your big. Want to put your big boy pants on there? I don't think he. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I think everybody sounds good. Anyway, I think both of you suck. <laughs> Two minutes in, you know who really sucks? The Nationals. Oh. That well, yeah. Uh, uh, I was gonna say Arkansas. Oh, they. Yeah. Yeah, they really suck. Um, I, I'm actually. It's crazy to me that the biggest news from Game Five of the World Series wasn't that the Astros won. <laughs> oh, it was that our part. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was supposed to say the thing, aren't I? You can you can say you can try it. Yeah. yeah. By the way, if you are new, this is weekly game chat, and the way uh, we open our shows, we usually we usually ramble on about, about before things. the topic. Yeah, yeah, before the topic. So if you look in the show notes, you'll see if you want to just go straight to the topic. It's in there. And yeah. it's, it's there for your pleasure every week. Ow! You yeah. ever you ever like you haven't have you because you're shaking your head. At I went to just kind of like move my ear. Like behind my ear, and it, like didn't feel good. Why did it, why did it not feel good? I don't know. What was that? A growth? I don't know. I think it was a growth. Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, but did everyone have a good week? Uh, I had a busy, busy week. Same. I um. Yeah, you had a. I did a lot. I did a lot of things. <laughs> I did multiple things in two days, and normally it's a thing per day. Yeah, I'll just say that. And I had a road trip. And one of them. Yeah, he did. Well, DJ action, John. 
It was fine because like uh, John was lost. All of a sudden, John had no clue what I was, I was just trying to think what a what the definition of a road trip is. Like oh. the weird part was how far do you have to drive for a road trip? Type two hours ish. Yeah, yeah. It was weird because you told me where you were going, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and then like separately <laughs> afterwards, I started seeing pictures from my like I wouldn't say close friends, well, but acquaintances. Friend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they were at a wedding. <laughs> And then I noticed they took a picture of the DJ, and it was Sean. I was like, oh. Two and two. Okay. That one makes sense. Two things. Two things. Yeah. And I put it together. I was like, okay. I, was yeah. like, I don't know the person that was getting married. Um, yeah. Uh, but I did see there was big news there. there Besides was, that, there was big for the news. people I know. Big news. So maybe I'll be at that wedding for you. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even know if I'll be at that wedding. What? One, one, I mean, how are you not going to DJ that you, wedding? You, you, would, you don't you don't make assumptions. You don't know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know what I mean? Come John, I, I rode by your house again today, and I saw that other house that I want to buy so bad that you told me not to buy. You do not want to buy that house. <laughs> oh, the one that's like right next to you? It's like $10. No. <laughs> it's $10. It looks great on the outside. Then you look at it and you go, oh, there's the that. Nine ninety nine. The neighbors, <clears throat> the neighbors yeah. that you just love. Yeah, they keep funneling in crackhead neighbors and meth heads, and they trash the place a little bit more and move out. Yeah, well, so well, that's fair. I think they've had enough of that, though. Yeah, that's yeah. They're selling it, and they are desperate. The thing's been sitting at sixty-eight thousand. Uh, that's a good, one. which kind of tells you what kind of neighborhood I live in. I guess. I, I don't know. I don't think that's. <laughs> you, no, you, I was looking around. You, you're everything's pretty good. It's just, everything's it's, nice and tight and tucked in. Yes, yeah, a little. It's a. It's a little established. You know, we live in a near cul-de-sac. school zone. Yeah. No, your house is from the weirdest location. When you drive by John's house, you're like on a road and you see John's house. But then the fun is, how do you get to John's? How do I get there? <laughs> And you've, you've driven by places that look like that before. I get like, lost every night going on. <laughs> you're like, what do I do? <laughs> Honey, come oh get me. Oh, my God. So, yeah, John and I were talking, um, and this is hilarious. I mean, it. this could not, this can't be true. I feel like John's mm. tapped into my, in my either brain or my life or my bathroom. <clears throat> well, I said, <laughs> I said it first. You did say it first only because I was going to bring it up here. And that's what blew my mind. Uh, so... John and I are talking at work today through Instant Messenger, and uh, if you if you're a listener of a few episodes back, I'm not sure about what about four or five back when we were talking about the wipes mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Um, maybe so longer than that. Maybe longer than that, right? <laughs> if you haven't listened to that show and you like stuff like that, it's pretty funny. So anyway, John's IM is like, "Hey, we how did you say it? we need so to bring we, back we, wiping? No, we need to continue a conversation." <laughs> And, and, and he's like, "What do you? What are you I, talking I about? Just, wait, wait, what? What? Because it was it literally right then blew my mind. Because I go, there's no way he's bringing this up, knowing what I wanted to bring up. <laughs> oh, this <God>. is crazy. <laughs> this is this is all he had said at this point. And I forget exactly what I said back, but you went for like I think your IM was five days straight <laughs> and nothing on the paper, clean wipes, just clean wipes, <laughs> and that's exactly <laughs> to the point." What I was going to bring up, because in my mind, um, it, I'm, I'm on a run, too, and I, I don't... Has it been five days? It's it, probably two or three, but for me, that was almost like a, a, a an event, like a solar eclipse, you know, a, a total eclipse or whatever. It's Of the heart? of uh, It could be, but of like just things that don't happen. Like, it, this is so rare that not only that it happened to me that I was going to bring it up because of our previous conversation... But then at work, you bring it up, and you're having the same thing go down. Explain to me how a grown man 
does the does the business. But like you're a four year old. So, but it's just clean. I've been eating. I've I've been eating. Um, we had a surplus of apples in our refrigerator. Mm. So I I I kind of promised my wife, your wife, wife, that I would eat a lot of apples. Yeah. So I've eaten about two apples a day, and we've got one of those cool apple slicers where you push push through the apple. You got and, little handles on the side. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I apologize. I'm, for some reason my chest is your throat decongesting box. today. Oh well, yeah, you're um, it's you're here, and that's kind of why you weren't here. Yeah. So um, death. <laughs> so I think the I, th- I think it had to be the apples, but, and, I, and there was maybe one or two times where there was a very 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 light faint. tan color faint smear. Let's just say faint, there. John. But it was very John, faint. Faint. You could barely smell Are it. You, uh, John. <laughs> were you eating primarily what would be classified as healthy? Um, I think it was the apples. Okay, but here's the I thing. I had some. I had some. I got wings the other night. Had pizza. Uh, Leftover pizza because Clarissa was out of town and I didn't really go anywhere. I pretty much sat in my house and rotted for two days. Could have called me. But here's the thing. I didn't eat any apples. Mm. Zero apples. (laughs) So is it a thing where we just just by by nature, we've had the perfect. All right. We got the notification that it's time. We go promptly for the time. Things tighten up on time. And it's just a nice, clean job. It's, Some, it's like a hitman. I that. You're just like terrible, <laughs> and your, your no, underwear is just catching right. it, and you're not it, noticing. That's a whole other ball game because <laughs> there what are a, what a mess. There are other times you go, huh? Nothing, and then you know, a couple hours later, we said that we go. Wait, wait a, a minute. minute. What's what's going on? <laughs> wait here? a minute. Something's creamy. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, this has not been that case. So mm. it's it's absolutely insane. Mm. It's crazy. Grown men. Give it time. <laughs> Give it time. Uh, I did finish the uh, hustle. Not hustle. I do it every time. The rhythm and flow. Okay. Um, fantastic episode. I let our friend Mikey know about it. Mm. Um, I had somebody come up to my desk and, and strike conversation with me. Asked me if I'd watch it. And I said, as a matter of fact, I have good, sir. Promptly showed him the winner's EP that I downloaded off of iTunes. I don't want to spoil that because there are probably some people who haven't watched it. Mm. But uh, I think you would really like that show, Chris. I've thought about watching. You, you like the hip hop? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I was just like Cardi B, huh? Okay, all right. It's more about chance for me. Like it, it really highlighted what what a really good person. He hosted is. SNL this week, and yeah. it was just as good as it was the first time he hosted it. Dude, He's, you know who's hosting it soon? Uh, I know Eddie Murphy is yes. in December. Yeah, I'm I don't know who's up next. I don't, no, I don't. I meant Eddie Murphy. Yeah. That was what I meant. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. I he was too. on. He was on. Um, Late night with Jimmy Kimmel in Brooklyn, and he talked about bringing all his old characters back, like Gumby and, and what have you. He, so. um, getting back to Chance, he got they had him in a skit where he was, uh, they were doing League of Legends coverage, and their normal, like, on site reporter was out because he was at something or whatever. So Chance was Esports so Chance, guy? So Chance was the guy who covers <laughs> the Knicks for them at Madison Square Garden. So they're just like, we called him in. And he's like, I have no idea what's going on here. <laughs> Apparently, these dudes get in there and they started screaming. And then I don't know. I don't know why this is happening right now. Have you ever have you ever watched an esports event, John? <laughs> Never. It's it, it's it's a thing that that's very captivating to watch because the host of the shows know the games in and out. They know the teams yeah. and they see plays occurring before the average person that just tunes in won't understand. 
So, so just to think of Chance kind of going, I don't. <laughs> they were like, when they told me it was a League of Legends things, I p- presumed it was something with basketball and legendary players playing each other. But I am totally wrong about that. <laughs> it is not that at all. That it is just kept going, and it was it was a good little bit. There was a but he had a bunch of really good bits on there. So he, did he? Um, yeah, I watched. Uh, I also watched. Let's see, second episode of Watchmen, which is yeah, I saw that on IGN where yeah. they're talking about it as they come out, and uh, it's just getting man. That show does not care how you feel about its subject matter because it is going all in. Are are we saying hard. it's raw? Yeah, I mean, like, they're covering things that, you know, just historical things to just context of how certain people might be like, oh, I'm offended or whatever. I don't know. You said um, that last week, right? You're like, they don't care. I I mean, mean, they're just making the show. Yeah, they're doing their thing. And uh, (laughs) they're starting to expand upon, you know, certain things. So you're like, oh, okay, that's interesting. That's even more interesting this week, right? So you're just like... I don't know where we're going. I don't know what's going to happen on this show, but I'm on the edge of my seat and I'm ready to see what's going to happen. Uh, like a, he got his fist pumping. Yeah. He's like a villain. I, just, like, oh. I don't know, but uh, let's see. And then, and then Silicon Valley came back this week finally for its final season. So, I've never watched an episode of Silicon. Oh Valley. my god, you never watched Silicon. I think Valley? you've shown shown me something from it, which did appear to be funny. The In and Out. Yes. Yes. It is the greatest analogy ever used on a TV show. If you've never seen it, I'll show it to you, too. Oh, because it is, you, no, we watched it together. Yeah. And you laughed. John. Point it's eight. a, uh, I'm, basically... I'm, I believe you. It's basically where they're trying to logically figure out the perfect scenario to, f- as quickly as possible, um, handle Richards of everyone in the room. <laughs> To bring yes. them to a Richard climax. That's a good way to describe yeah. it. To a pinnacle of Richardness. Yeah. Roll the tape. Yeah, yeah, right. We'll see that on the break for sure. Yeah, yeah. I can pull it up. That's yeah, it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> I'm excited. I, I can't believe I'm actually going to give Disney more money. And, and I may not do you have, have Verizon? to. I do have Verizon, and I think I have the plan that you need to have yeah, to you get Disney Plus for a year. I do. Yeah. But there's a certain unlimited you have to have, I think. I could I be know. wrong on that. I, I thought I just but said dude, unlimited. The Mandalorian uh, part, the second Mandalorian trailer dropped. Yeah. Oh my God. I believe in John Farver. Barbara. Farver. It looks very good. It looks promising. And, and um, if you remember Kevin Smith, <clears throat> that Kevin Smith a while back, is there another one? Well, he, he said, you know, this is slightly off of topic, but he said that for like the upcoming star Wars movie, he was on set and there was a room that he couldn't look into. And JJ got, or somebody from the staff was like, no, 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 no. If you look in that room, it's going to spoil the movie for you. And it's Hmm. mind blowing what you're going to see in there. Like it's that just seeing the room. (laughs) Right. So I pivot back to the Mandalorian and they've disclosed and it's rumored that in the first episode, are you going to spoil Mandalorian here? No. In the first episode, (laughs) they are going to drop a bombshell (laughs) that will ripple and have an impact on like true Star Wars canon. Jar Jar Binks is the main lord. Is it launching with the service? Yes. Yeah. Like day, day one. one. Day one stream. And and what I what I think hopefully, it is. And hopefully they hit better than <laughs> Apple TV did because reviews for the Apple TV <laughs> stuff came out today and it is not going well. I think, and this is not spoilery, this is just what I've read, <clears throat> that it would make sense for them to disclose what happened to or where Boba Fett is. Yeah, maybe. Because the speculation is Boba didn't die in that pit. 
um, and this show is about a Mandalorian. You would you would think he deserved they, to die in that pit. Wow, controversial, John. I mean, yeah. honestly, is there anybody more overhyped in the Star Wars universe than Boba Fett? Jar-Jar what did Banks. what did he really? He wasn't do? overhyped. People, what did he really do? Track down Han. Yeah, he got Han put in carbonite, bro. He did track them down. I mean, that's yeah. the one big thing he did do. But I mean, the death was just so comical. It oh, was so. It, it was so like oh. Jeez. But I think because the death was so eh, that there was so much potential and just how cool well, I was think, Boba Fett. I think it was in the right. In, there was yeah. a they published a short a bunch of short stories called Tales from Jabba's Palace. Mm-hmm. A long time ago, in galaxy, uh, galaxy far, far away, where um, I think the I think the metallic stuff on his on his armor, the sarlacc spit him out. Yeah, so he had he survived the sarlacc pit, but that's really but that's not canon. But that's yeah. no longer canon, canon no. right? So, but we had understand we had understood a long time ago that uh, Boba Fett had <laughs> Boba Fett had survived that encounter but since but, that was eliminated Boba Fett right. was officially so th- deceased I, I don't know what it's going to be but I'm excited yeah. or missing in action at the very least yeah definitely yeah. missing in action <laughs> but it looks BA <clears throat> I'm but, I'm rooting for that one I mean the rest of <clears throat> the thing that I like about this the fact that we're getting a free for a year is that I don't know if there's really anything else uh, out the gate like Darkwing you know, Duck bro yeah, yeah. Darkwing Duck's all right. Let's get um, dangerous. But um, I don't know if there's like anything else like that. That's going to hook us, right? That I'm dying for outside of just being able to be like, you know what? I feel like watching like classic Aladdin or whatever I feel today. Like there or, was something. Or whatever. But like. An Obi Wan series is coming out. Yeah, yeah that's eventually coming out. Um, 2020 with Ewan McGregor. He's just going to make that a movie. There's not Seven like episodes, a, one hour long a piece. It's going to be brilliant. I know there's Marvel stuff <laughs> coming but I'm not That's sure gross, if I remember Chris. what the heck it is <laughs> like but all the all their anime or like all We're their such children all their live action remakes of of like lady in the tramp i don't really I, i've i'm sorry i'm broken on <laughs> on disney remakes i refuse to yeah, get I'm, hype for them you know it, I, I may watch it out of boredom. disney i don't think that's it i think the only remake i've ever seen is the jungle book yeah and that one was pretty good i thought it was pretty good yeah mowgli I would say, yeah, that one's really good. I didn't like good. the ending. I thought the ending was trash. But um, Cinderella isn't bad, uh, to be fair to it, seen. because it's it's just Cinderella. Yeah. You know, didn't try to do anything. Beauty and the Beast was good, too. I didn't like Beauty and the Beast. I know you didn't. Yeah. It was good. Uh, Aladdin, I of the ones this year, Aladdin was probably the one that was the most passable for me. Aladdin was good, Chris. Yeah. Except for when Will tried to sing there. That was, that was pretty bad. Will was pretty good, Chris. He cannot sing. He's very good when he's, when he's being funny, though. <clears throat> He's not um, pretty funny, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's my week, man. Uh, yeah, that's that's all I got. I guess. Oh yeah, hey, Jack Ryan comes back Friday. Oh, I like that show. Oh, yeah. I heard Jack Bauer for some reason. Yeah, you yeah. did. Uh, you yeah, should and still uh, get hype for John Krasinski. I think uh, Jack Ryan. Man in the High Castle is coming back. Final season, which is fast. Yeah, that happened uh, pretty quick. There's been, from my understanding, there's been a lot of drop off <clears throat> as far as mm. viewership. Mm. Yeah, I, I know I quit. I know I did too. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I, I just it was because we won for real. Huh? I've read I've read the short story, <clears throat> and even the short story of isn't one that I really liked that much, and it 
I don't know, kind of like where the first season ended is kind of in a way where that story ends, but they also left out a bunch of our stuff that I'm sure. As they usually they do might, on screen. They probably brought into the later seasons. <coughs> who knows? But who knows? I don't know. It just never really won me over that well. Um, Loser. 20 hey, minutes hey in. Hey, guys. We're good. <clears throat> the NBA's back. It is. That's a nice little cliffhanger for what's about to happen, sir. You know, oh you know, you know what that means? It's Kurt Patterson time. Let's do it. Topic time, 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 time. The topic is. NBA 2K20! He does better when we doesn't when we don't look at him. Yeah, because I don't know. He did don't pretty feel good. Like, yeah, we don't, he doesn't feel the pressure. I don't feel like I'm being judged. Maybe we should leave. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, actually funny. That is funny. That's a good joke, John. Thanks, man. Sean. Yeah. yeah. Basketball started this week. It did. Um, NBA the, 2K did not start this week. It did not. <laughs> We held off on it. It on purpose. Yes. To this moment. For the show. Because there wasn't anything else that came out in the past week we could have talked about. Well, that's that, technically sorry, a lie, Chris. <laughs> sorry, Call of Duty. <laughs> oh, that's such a lie. Maybe at some point one of us will get Call of Duty. No. 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 I don't know. I uh No. I wanted to go on I sale. kind of looked at the scores and I just thought, huh. Hmm. I wonder if I'd like this. Make it my first cod. You do need to go ahead and, and get your first cod. Yeah, I need to. I need to. I need to pop that. Especially since you've been rocking, you know, John Rambo style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on yeah. everything. Yeah. I'm just saying. That's the original John Rambo s game right there. Yeah. Just run and shoot. Oh, you'd get worked. You're just. Yeah, you're God, too old. No too doubt. slow. Yeah. You got I'm sure. I'm being really serious. Bad. I'm sh- no. I'm no, serious. Be, but I'm all There's, truth. There's a bunch of just like 12 year olds waiting to end you. And, this is all they talk been doing. about my mom. Yep. Yep. Make me cry. I would cry. You would. I don't think you would. I think you would start saying profanity. Leave me alone. Profanity laced words back at them. You know, a game sometimes makes me shout profanity. Shout. Shout. NBA 2K. Let it all out. But yeah, NBA 2K. This won't be a long one. I'm going to keep this short. Make it girthy, though. I will. Yes, yes. The The biggest development this year, for me personally, is for the first time since 2013. Somebody's in the rafters. I am not playing as Chris Love. Yeah, he. Uh, Chris Love moved his, he took his talents <laughs> to Japan. He's retired. In, oh, he's retired. He's China. Like, yeah. China, yeah. 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 Sorry. He's, he's had too many. He did go to China that one year, and uh, that didn't turn out well. So he just said, I'm done. <laughs> I've, I've, I've had a go. Yeah, I uh, famously went out there and I, um, on our Discord, back when the game first came out, and I just kind of put out some names. I said, what should I do? And it was pretty much universal that uh, this year's character, and I don't know if it will be going forward, uh, is to be known as Girth Patterson. Or no, no, Girth Brooks. Girth Patterson, someone else we know. Yeah. You remember that. You flubbed that one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Girth Brooks. Uh because you know, he's and ladies got, and gentlemen, he's saying he's, Girth, yeah, Brooks, Girth Brooks. Because you know, Garth Brooks, yes. Girth Brooks. 
And the funny thing is I had to spell it G-I-I-R-T-H Why? because I was told that girth <clears throat> by itself was an obscene name that was not allowed. It, how's it obscene? It just means thickness. I asked, yeah, I don't know. I was like, man, that really thickness. Of, I kind of felt bad for whoever it was if, if their name's actually girth. Thickness Brooks is right? what you're basically saying. That's next year. Oh, my God. Thickness, Thickness Brooks. Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Just no, just just call, be called The Thickness. Are you, can your nickname be Thickness? Because, you know, sometimes <laughs> you can. What, what was Chris Love's nickname when the announcers talked about him? Um, Thicky Gerstenstein. Last year, what was it last year? Um, <clears throat> it changes every year. This year, it's Shay. Um, Shay. Yeah, which is, just feels weird. <clears throat> Why didn't you change that? Uh, you can go to a couple of things, but it, there are certain and things John's like the announcers. Out. There are certain things like the announcers always say that, like you, you just have to put up with, you know. So I don't uh, believe that. Like, like they'll go into very long conversations about you in your history. <clears throat> All right, you yeah. got five minutes. <laughs> so the biggest thing, uh, you know, I primarily just play the my career mode. I don't dabble with the my team stuff, so I can't speak to all that stuff about the gambling and all that. I can't speak to my league or my GM. I just play my career. I don't even really play too much online against people. Why just my career? Um, just because to me, it's kind of what I've always wanted with a single, like, player focused sports game mm-hmm. like the only other time i've felt that way whenever i played the series is back in the day and sean you probably can relate to this like the idea of creating a coach in college football <clears throat> and like saying assigning him to whatever university and then just building that program up from nothing it was fun and like yeah like it was cool to be like yeah i'm gonna make the duke blue devils the greatest football team in the history of man i'm gonna open my against alabama every year and it's going to be Duke that is feared, not Alabama, right? Yeah. You know, that's cool. And it's the same way here. Like the idea of I can just make whatever player I want. And when he starts out, he's nothing. And by the time I'm done with him and I move on to next year, he's going to be the greatest player that ever played this game. Yeah. So that's, that's the fun part. That's the alert to me, you know, yeah. um, and it's backed up versus something like Madden because one, I don't think the rewards are ever too quick, even though they've improved the time this year compared to the last couple of years here. But two, um, it everything feels earned. Like you feel like it it was like you've put your work in to get to where you were, whether it's a shoe deal or it's uh, you know, a Gatorade deal or you're all of a sudden allowed to pick the jerseys for your team. Doesn't matter what it is, like you felt like you did the work to get to that point. And that's awesome to me. And, like when you can be rewarded. And that differs from previous entries? Um, no, some of that's been around, but it's it keeps getting refined. I and the you. biggest change though this year is the last couple of years they've been doing this thing called the Road to Ninety Nine, mm-hmm. which has made it pretty much when John, you John get- ninety nine would be your player rating. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. That was needed and appreciated. The biggest change is... uh, John's like, but it's 2020. I'm just sitting there going... The last couple of years, it's it's kind of been this year-long grind fest to once you get to like level 88, 89, which does not usually take that long, um, that then like you just have playing like 30, 40 games before you get any upgrade increase. You know, so, and you would have to do 30, 40 games of like, I'm talking full 12 minute quarter games. 
Um, so it was, you didn't feel like you were ever being rewarded that much. Um, and it would get to a point where even though I would be averaging 55 points a game and 12 assists and all these other things, right. Um, by the end of my first year, the highest level I am is like an 89, you know, <laughs> it just doesn't feel right. You know, you're like, wait a minute. I, I've won the league MVP. I'm beating everyone. Yeah, but you still got to work on your game, bro. Yeah, exactly. Like I've I've gotten badges leveled up. It didn't feel right. So instead, this year they've kind of reverted back a little bit to the old ways, mm-hmm. where it's not insanely fast, but it is like there are tons of 99s out there right now. But the interesting thing is that really what you're pay- playing to is the max of 95. And then it dynamically scales what your rating is based on how well you're playing. Dynamically scales. So, so yeah, like, so in other words, if I am consistently killing people out there, I'm going to be a 99 overall versus if, um, you know, I'm struggling. I go on a cold spell, right? I'm just not focusing. I'm playing at the highest levels and all that kind of stuff. Like, then, yeah, I'm going to just be around 95. And basically, from my understanding, every time, like, you go up one level, Uh you get like plus ones to all your stats. So that was, that's a big change. Everyone seems to be loving that because now they can kind of go back to how they used to do. You can create all sorts of different types of layouts and players. And that's vital and bigger this year because they had a huge, they are big change is that unlike in past games where you kind of just had to be like, okay, I'm going to be a small forward. I'm going to be a slasher. These are the stats for that. Uh You know, and the only thing that, my effect is the height and my arm reach or my weight and stuff like that. Now you can basically be like, okay, I want to be a small forward, but I want to be like LeBron James. Right. So I want to be like six, eight and I want to gear this guy so that he has really good passing and is incredible at the rim and is an okay, is an okay <laughs> mid range to three point shooter, <clears throat> which my guy really isn't a three point shooter. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, um, it might only be okay defensively, but like, <laughs> but when he goes, when he goes to the paint, you know, people better get out of his way or else he's going to run you over. Yeah. Um. So like the fact that you can build that kind of custom player or you could make another guy who is, you know, is all about three point shots and, and just defense and that's it. Right. Like those are the two things he's really good at. He's, he, you know, he's not that fast. He's not necessarily someone who's going to drive the lane. But man, if if you leave him open in the corner, he's gonna hit three. And if you try to drive the lane on him, he's probably gonna pick you. You know, that's that's what people are liking about this is that there's like there's no wrong or set way like you have to build your player and and play style you have to do now. It's more about saying what do you as the player like to do, right? And for me personally, I don't really enjoy three-point shooting in this game that much i've never really been that great at it even when i've had high ratings i'm just it's not my game style i'm more of a point guard guy and i also like to be a slasher so that's why i kind of did that lebron james build i haven't been able to do that before i've usually chris love has always just been a a point guard because of that because that's the only way you can have great dribbling and and passing skills and all that now i don't have to worry about that i'm playing as a small forward again which is my favorite position to play so you know, with all those things in mind, it's like Girth Brooks honestly feels like Patterson again. Yeah. <laughs> Girth Brooks is the <clears throat> first character in a long time that I've honestly felt like has been the one that 
I got to decide what he was going to be. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's exciting. And the fact that even once I get him to 99, I could just turn around and be like, okay, well, that's what Gert Brooks was. Maybe now I am going to bring back Chris Love and I can decide what Chris Love is going to be. Um, and how I'm going to build him out. Yeah. That's what I like about it. But then the other big thing for this year. So there's always in the story mode, there's a setup last year. It was the, the Chinese thing. I don't think they'll be doing that again anytime soon. Yeah. Um, controversy. <laughs> But uh, the uh, the big thing this year was LeBron James's, uh, I guess, company, which he set up with Maverick Carter. They were the ones who were the force behind this mm-hmm. uh, narrative. And I have to say, it's probably, I think, their best narrative they've done uh, in the last couple Better of than years. Spike Lee's? <laughs> Spike Lee's was just kind of weird. Because it just, it, it went very Spike Lee. It's like all of a sudden your friend had a drug addiction it was a Spike Lee, and then he died, and I was spending way too much time with my family, <laughs> and I didn't look like I belonged with my family at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was very weird, <laughs> but um, no. And this, in this one, it opens up when you're in college. Uh, it's a it's a completely fictional college called Bay University. Um, you're you're kind of like this fourth year star. Idris Elba is your head coach, right? Um, He's a good actor. Yes, and and you're in the you're in like He's your hot. You're in your conference championship, trying to go to the NCAA tournament, right? Yeah. Um, and you March go, Madness, bro. Yeah, you you play, and it's not that hard in the first game to just dominate because you, they understand your stats are low, so they make everyone else's terrible too. Um, but once you have it in hand, you're taken out. And one of your core teammates who's a good friend of yours comes in the game and he gets hurt, breaks his leg pretty badly. You know, he breaks his leg. Yeah. Kind of like Gordon Haywood. Wow. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. (laughs) Um, So he uh, find out the next day that basically Idris Elba decided to take away his scholarship, convinced him to to give up. And he's going back home. He's not being taken care of by the team. So so. You, a terrible story. You as the character known as Che here uh, decide that, you know, you got to stand up for your fellow players and all that and what's right and that the yeah. university should have treated him better. So you decide I'm sitting out for the NCAA on this. So first round they go, they lose <laughs> because you're not there and you, you know, your career is over. Yeah. Right? And the fan base hates you forever at Bay yeah. University. <laughs> Now, because of this and being outspoken and all these other things, it's kind of cast doubt on your draft stock and stuff like that. So then, like, you kind of go into this situation of having to go to things like um, there's an invitational they do Mm -hmm. um, where a lot of unknown prospects go to and compete to kind of get invites to the draft combine. And like Scotty Pippen shows up there and he's talking See, about John, how Scotty Pippen. Oh. <laughs> he, he's there and he's talking about that it. Was low. That I didn't, was low. I'll be honest. I did not know what this was. And Scotty Pippen's there talking about how this is where his career really began. Like, cause he was like, no one knew who I was. And I was just some kid that was from like Arkansas state or something like that. And no one came and watched for four years. And like, basically once I came out of this, I got a draft invite and then got drafted by the bulls. So, you know, they, they're kind of building that to you. Good move by the um, Bulls. And while you're doing this, Just saying. Uh, you're also, you get yourself an agent and you kind of 
get these opportunities to mingle with a lot of NBA personalities. And you have to make choices during this, like Maverick Carter. He's like, Hey man, if you want, I'm shooting this movie today. We need backups for basketball players. You know, just come play ball. You want to come by and you have to choose to either go do that or to, to hang back and train more, you know? And if you hang back and train, you get boosted stats. So I was like, I'm sorry. You know, is that disclosed to you up front? It's kind or, of like, no, it's like, hey, like they, they kind of hint, but they do not tell you straight up. But once you make that decision, yeah, you see they, that was a better move. Yeah, they said like, hey, you just got plus four speed and plus four stamina. And I was like, oh. But what, I wonder awesome. what you would have gotten if you would have went to go be in a movie. Probably more fans, I'm sure. More fannings? More, more fans. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, just got to clear that up a little bit. But, you know, you, you have things like that. Uh, eventually, after you get drafted, <clears> you know, like you can work your way up and you have to do the questions and all that kind of stuff. But like depending on how well you do through everything that's what determines where you're going to get drafted and the first Who'd you round. get drafted to uh i originally got drafted by the cleveland cavaliers at one point in time that would have been a solid pick i was the ninth yeah. pick overall wow even with all your controversy yeah yeah well because i dominated in everything i did for yeah know. in practice yeah practice <laughs> not even a game just practice uh but eventually <laughs> You know, you you then get taken to the summer league, which again is a cool thing because anyone who knows anything about the NBA knows like the NBA has really become a year long thing, like the last five, six years. Like summer league used to be a thing that like, you know, people would talk about five minutes, maybe whenever, you know, baseball wasn't really going on this summer and that was it. Now it is like in the middle of Las Vegas and Pretty much all the NBA stars at least stop by to watch their team at least once. You know, it's it's a very big deal now. Um, and it's kind of everyone's first look of talent in the league. And it gives you incentive to perform well there because the better you do there, the more. Is that where Zion got hurt this year? He didn't even get to play in it, I think, because he got hurt. before. Well, I thought yeah. he was dunking on people and stuff. I think, yeah, he might have played the very first game and that's when he got hurt. Yeah. Something crazy like that. Yeah. Zion. I'm just like, I'm looking at Zion. I'm like. You've already gotten hurt twice in your first three months. Uh, get that Nike money. <laughs> but um, sponsorships are great. Yes. Um, Just saying. Yeah, you, know, you, you work towards getting better playing time. And again, you, you're meeting more people. Like I met Mark Cuban. I met um, Cuban B. <laughs> Kemba Walker, uh, Anthony Davis. Um, and, and you also have to overcome adversity because, of course, who's back to coach your team? When you're uh, in the summer league, but one Elder Selva, Idris Elba, who has left Bay City College to become an assistant coach in the NBA. It's like, well, 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 well look who it is. Let's just say there's going to be controversy or really not. Um, <laughs> that's the one week part. Like they brought in Idris Elba and they kind of seem like they're all flat. Yeah. Yeah. Just like it's going to end the same way no matter what. Like you can't do it. He got anything. paid. Yeah. yeah. He got paid. Yeah. Um, did you play this? Are you playing this game on Xbox or PlayStation or computer? Xbox, teraflops, teraflops. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but that's you know, true. once you once you get all that, it kind of progresses into the season. But right before the end of it, you of course have that one moment where they're like, "Hey, man, he's waiting for you." It's like who? It's like you don't tell him. You just go in and you find out for yourself. And of course, you go on the plane, and there's LeBron James, and he's like. What up, little bro? And I was like, I don't look anything like you, but that's cool that you called me little bro. Right. And I was like, 
I'm going to crush you later when <laughs> when we play. <laughs> when we play, but this is really nice that we got to talk about things. Uh but you know, it it was uh, Yeah, I, I remember you talking about that when you first had that happen. I was like it's going to be back like, in September. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Uh and afterwards it kind of goes into the regular motion you go into the park and you know the good thing the park is cool yeah the park is they didn't really change too much of it it's pretty much the same layout yeah. as last year but they have changed certain things for better or worse like i think instead of having that very long grind for your character they've instead kind of made that over to your rep within the park which kind of sucks for someone like me who doesn't play too much online with other people so there are certain things i just i'm not gonna get um but on the other hand i'm glad for them because you scared to play online he just dominates (laughs) pve no i've played it um and i'm all right but like the only thing i'm i enjoy is going to where it's actually five on five pro-am like the thing is a lot of the park Mm. is just pickup games it's like three on three which is hype And, and it's cool but it's mainly it's just people trying to show off how great they are dribbling and trying to get around people and then dunk. And yeah. it gets it gets old real quick because you're like, right on that. You know, unless unless you're like say you guys built characters and we were really invested in it, then we were it would a squad. be fun. Yes, because then we could go in and I could be like, John, pass me. I'm open. You know, and you kick the ball to me and I or you know, I'd say, like, Sean, come set this screen. I'd roll and be like, roll. And then I would pass off to Sean and he would go dunk, you know, whatever. Like Pick and roll, yo. There's not a lot of that, but there is a little bit more of it once you go into things like program because people are a little bit more serious and it's it's kind of hard to be like one on one trying to get by uh, people when one v one me, bro. <laughs> when uh when you have five people who are all well. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. That's funny because it happened again. <laughs> I go one v one me, bro, and Siri goes, it's two. <laughs> How is two weeks? In, and last week, John listened to our show when that happened. Yeah. And he said that I said either serious or something. Uh, he, he said it. He said he was saying the hmm. he was saying the word serious. Uh-huh. And when he said Siri, you chimed in and said something else. So it sounded like he said Siri and you gave it a command. Uh-huh. And then, so that's why we heard the thing. He the said phone. the word serious. Gotcha. That's what happened. Gotcha. And I don't work there, though. Yeah. Um, but the good thing is that they have designed it where like. If you are that person who wants to play park, there's no reason for you to ever leave that area. Everything's central right there. It's accessible by purchasing from the menu, so you don't have to like run to every single shop if you want to. Um, and then on top of that, things like training, which were such a pain before, they've kind of finally figured out to make it good and worth it and not too much of your time. Like now, instead of having to train every couple of games or whatever to get your boost and all that, you just do it once a week and it kind of applies a weekly boost to your stats based on how well you perform. So it's actually encouraging you to do the stuff that you're supposed to as opposed to just going, all right, I'm required to do three drills. I'm just going to hit A and walk away now. And then and then I'll hit A in a minute when it's time to do that again. Like, no, I'm like, I'm very intense on what I'm doing here. Cause I understand I'm about to get like set boost for the week for my character. Right. So, you know, I want to have it right. Um, get it right. Get it tight. Yeah. Besides that, booty, uh, booty, booty. <laughs> it's still, like I said, like the actual journey, what they, what they always do. Well, it's still back here, like <laughs> progressing and, and, you know, 
the first time they say you're going into the starting lineup or the first time. It's kind of exciting, right? Yeah, like it, they treat it right. Or just like being there at practice and realizing practice. that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is there. Did you say Kareem? Kareem. He said Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Abdul Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, is there or like <laughs> Dwayne Wade is there or, you know, whoever, like all sorts of legends are there. Yeah. And like you get boost to your stats whenever they're there because they're impressed by your performance, like things like that. You're like, that's cool. Um, the first time they come to talk to you about a shoe deal or, you know, uh, repping Gatorade and the like the fact they've had this year where you have to go and like Gatorade will be like, we have this new product and we want you to organically in this, um, in this interview, bring up like some of these talking points if you can. So like, you know, trying to figure out how to do that and not come off as cheesy or over the top. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. It, it keeps you engaged. Um, they've also, they've kind of boosted the way they do their post game stuff where, you know, sometimes you're getting interviewed on the court. Sometimes you, I've had days where I get interviewed on the court. Then I go to the locker room and hit up the dudes on radio who are taking things, uh, to then going out and doing a press conference. And I was like, that feels like an NBA life right there. Yeah. You know? you, each year that we've covered this game, yeah. um, it, it, I always go back to like when I first ever played basketball games and how it was just push start, start a season, play a game and you just yes. played games. There was no other, you know, story aspect to it or, or just anything that you brought up now, which always intrigues me. Cause that does seem like it, it breaks up the monotony of, all right, here's another game. Here's another game. Here's another game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, it, a, I, I'm, I'm, I like, I like that. Yeah. I like the, <laughs> I keep saying it's like, I, it's not that Madden does everything bad, right? Or, you know, or even MLB the show or whatever. It's just like, I've yet to find another sports game in the modern age that just comes close to what they're doing here in these. It like, that brings me that same amount of joy. And the funny thing is, like, basketball is a sport I love, but I think college football and, and NFL football, uh, and even when I was growing up, definitely baseball, I had a stronger affiliation with, but it's just like, to me, NBA 2K is probably like the best selling product for the actual NBA out there because it just, it makes you buy into it. Like how cool it is and how unique it is and you know, how much it just embraces its culture and its identity versus like when you're playing men, it's just like looking at these lifeless people that have no personality that you can't scan your face onto, you know, that never talk really. Did you scan your face on your game? Of course. How? You just use your phone. Oh, I mean, why didn't I think of that before I asked that question? <laughs> Isn't that your Facebook photo? Yeah, right now. My Facebook profile is oh, Dude, it's yeah. funny. I need to go pull it up as we speak. Here, hold on. I got you. You got me, bro? I do. Please don't be Facebook. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> that is fantastic. Isn't it? And I have seen that and did not realize that's what it was. Ah. It's fine. There we go. Oh, that is fantastic. That said, Girth Patterson is no longer with the Cleveland Cavaliers. That is Muqtada Al Sadr. I tried tried to uh, carry the Cavaliers for a good um, two and a half months. And Kevin Love was all right, but everyone else on that team was just so much garbage. And the thing is, I only had one year on the contract. So I basically said, you know what? If I'm playing one year with the team before I get my big payday, I'm going to go where I'm needed. So I took my talents to San Francisco and I am now with the Golden State Warriors. 
where I average about 14. Sell out. I, I average about 14 assists a game because guess what? When Clay Thompson is open in the corner for three, he hits those threes. He hits those threes. Yes. So that radio station on that profile pick is 98.9 The Flex. Yes. And that they have like, uh, I can't remember the name of the host, but like that's how they always come in. They're like, you're listening 98.9 The Flex. That's nice. And, that's how he should come into the flex. Yes. And they're very zany and drive time, you know, crew yeah. type people. So it's fun. And again, it just, it all feels real and, gen, you know, not something that's just generic, even though I'm sure this is carried over no matter what team I'm on. Right. Like that's doesn't matter. It just, it feels right. Can, um, I, just, can I just do my profile real quick <laughs> after right? the show? Can we just have ours? You'd have to, uh, you'd have to actually log in and play NBA 2K to get to do it. Yeah, that's true. Sorry. We can't just have a face generator for no, NBA 2K20. No. They won't just, they just don't do that for anyone. Okay. <laughs> it, it's crazy to think that NBA 2K20 is the 21st installment of the game. Yes. The series. Yes. Um, that's insane. That really dates me. Man's almost at 30. It's fine, Penny. We're not, you know, why would we want to not hear a dog tail hit a couch during a recording? It's fine. I wonder what she would do if, like, she just woke up and she didn't have her tail one morning. Well, that's just, uh, like, it's just not there at all. Like, now it's been surgically removed. It's just literally a smooth backside there. And she's just like, huh. I wonder <laughs> would what. Would she just, like, her butt? Would I'd be just- like us waking up with no Richards one day and it's just smooth. Don't talk about it like that. <laughs> but anyways, um, I, if I was going to give it a Richard, which I Oh, let's see where I, I, yeah, let's see where you at. Oh, what, what, why is my card out? Like I'm about to just send people Why you, Like, why'd you come panicking? <laughs> like you, like I said, like, I guess I should give it a Richard and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, I like, I like to always, you know, for reference, uh-huh. um, see where it's, it's actually got decent reviews. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, you know, there was controversy worries because of the casino the casino stuff and Uh and all that um and honestly i think a lot of those things are more like for instance like even in uh my career there's a daily spin thing where you go up to like a wheel fortune type wheel and, and and spin it and you can win various prizes but one you do that once a day and two that's not in any way tied to any kind of like purchases you make in the game. I mean, obviously the same, the same problems still are there. Like you can still pay to get your way to 85. And honestly, it's, you know, something that I usually take myself to 75, uh, off the bat just cause I don't want to have to worry with certain things, you know, but I don't mind doing it. Yeah. It's like a one time purchase I make. So would I love a world where that didn't exist? Yes, I would. But at the same time, it's not something that. <laughs> I feel like I consistently need to be worried about. I'm interested to see where your Richard lands on the table, sir. <laughs> I would just go with, um, I mean, I think this is definitely better gameplay than the last year from what I've seen. And because we aren't doing this right away, I've actually gotten to see it post patches and all, all that. All the things. Yeah. yeah. Um, post patches. Yeah. I like um, a good patch. You Especially like pumpkin patches since Halloween's tomorrow. Right, John? Cause that's what you mean. Maybe my yeah. only big criticism is jersey selection. Seems like they had to. I don't know if it's just an NBA thing and Nike thing where a lot of the cool jerseys they got into the game last year as the, as the season progressed, they had to pull out. I'm guessing. Never. Oh, wait, what? Because they were just alternates that they probably did one-offs for that year or something yeah. like that. And maybe they just don't have the rights to. I don't know. Um, But that kind of sucks. But uh besides that, for me, it would just be a solid nine. Oh. I mean. That's a nine-incher, Sean. Yeah. 
Well, he always rates these high. I uh, gotta yeah. say, this is a this is an exception where Chris is uh he's not going with what everybody else is saying, John. So oh. this is one of your higher scores for the this year. That is, means it's probably sure. going to be in his top five. It's, eh, he, I don't know about that. He very rarely puts sports titles in his top five. Nah, yeah, I, it's very artsy wartsy when it comes to this. I don't five. like putting things that are out every single year in my top five, whether it's Assassin's Creed or Ooh, that's, a, that's or a shot at you. Ooh, that was a yeah. shot across the bow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh look! There's more assassins. They gotta go kill people. No, They're not gonna do it. Unsolicited, <laughs> unnecessary, and really divisive is what he just what he just pulled off right then. Maybe they'll do Vikings next. I think, um, I think we need letters. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Which series is better, Assassin's Creed or NBA 2K? Well, I know which one sold more this year. Ouch! <laughs> this year he goes with this year. It's a what yeah. have you done for me lately? Oh well. Uh, you guys want to do some news? News is cool. I like okay. news. Yeah, I kept it short and sweet for y'all. I mean, it's still about on par. I mean, fifty-two, fifty-two, forty-five, you six, came in seven. Mi- you eight, came out like an hour nine. Because and- I'm, I'm, I'm an awesome. <laughs> I went to the reviews for last week's episode. Not, not so good. Not, oh yeah, no, sir. We gotta have a talk. Well, Destiny Two is I'm amazing. Need your microphone. It's amazing. <laughs> It really is amazing. Hey, uh, let's uh, let's, no. <laughs> let's do some news. All off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News. It's news time. When the uh, it's not a snooze fest, John. It's a news time. Uh, upgrade your teraflops. Hold up, please. All right. I still wanted to say that out loud. It was nice. Yeah, go for it. Microsoft has announced a new plan that will allow prospective Xbox owners to lease a new Xbox One X that they can upgrade to Project Scarlet when it releases. The new plan is called Xbox All Access. It is a subscription service where you can make a monthly payment and pay off a console in two years. The fee is dependent upon which Xbox console you purchase. The price range is $19.99 for an all-digital boo to $30.99 for an Xbox One X. Yay! Yay. Uh, the latest information allows for the added option of upgrading to a Project Scarlet. Ooh. To do this, you need to sign up for the program before December 31st, of 2019. After 12 payments, you will have the option of upgrading from the X to the Scarlet. For S or all-digital... You will need to make 18 monthly payments before being able to upgrade. Microsoft's strategy seems to be strong. Now, um, I think this goes live here in America. I think they said November. Yeah. You got from November to December 31st to do it. Yeah. I know it's a little bit different dates depending Mm -hmm. where you are. Um, I had to read that. But yeah. They did this before. Okay, thank you. I was yeah. like, this isn't the first time we've heard of this. No. Um, they did this coming into the Xbox One. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I, I'm i surprised they haven't made it more well-known and <clears throat> kept up with it. But, uh, yeah, there you go. If you can't afford to buy a new console and you want a way to do a purchase system, right? Why not? The only, re- the only thing I don't like about it is if, is say, you, uh, you do it. And do th- it. And then, uh, depending on when you do it. Do it. <laughs> the uh your your 12 payment plan kind of falls after the project scarlet release date yeah that would suck i would imagine it yeah. would though right i don't know because like if you're doing december i can't see a, 
I, no, you can sign up in November, and yeah, I think but, you get them then. But even then, like the latest, I would see both PS5 and the Project Scarlet <laughs> coming out. Right, would probably be like the the back half of October, maybe first week of November. Yeah, like right? a year from now ish. Yeah, like so. I think it's like November twenty seventh is the launch date for it. Yeah, so you're. I mean, I think you're waiting regardless, but my guess is that they're building in for for that expectation, right? Is that for those people will be ready? Why the yeah. arbitrary deadline of December thirty first? Why can't they just give you the standard? You pay, you make a payment for twelve months, then you can upgrade when whenever you sign up for this. I just you, don't you understand think why it has to do it like with that. product releasing. I would say yeah, it's probably it's just probably numbers. They need to know how many they have to have ready by that date. Or they have a schedule of things they're going to do that we don't know about, John. Because, like, say if you know, save your Xbox. All of these are compelling. Yeah, things to X Cloud. If you're if you're Xbox and you think like on day one, (laughs) we hope to have two to three million consoles available, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, No matter what, and by the end of the year, we think we can have six million, right? Which is kind of similar to how it was for both Xbox One and PS4 when they launched. You would need to know how many people are getting this through the upgrade system before you go to GameStop and say we can give you but, this many consoles. But that has or nothing Amazon. to do with that has nothing to do with a deadline. Yeah, well, I, mean, I think they need what to I mean know. by a deadline is you can't do it after December thirty first. Yeah, that's that's the that's what I'm saying. Now, yeah. if you said if if you internally as a company put in the deadline of December thirty first, you would know with your internals what you I would see need what you're at saying. launch. It I just sense. don't understand why they cut it off completely. Maybe they just don't want to. <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe yeah. at that point it becomes a loss for them to do it. I, I don't know. Maybe they have strategic planning uh, yeah. uh, on console price drops, or like there's there's a gajillion possible reasons that I don't want to. Maybe you should back off, Phil. Phil, give me a call. Phil's leaving. It's the day Phil leaves. I just why. don't want this to completely overhaul <laughs> their strategies going forward. Okay, I don't want them to reach a break point going forward. You I know think what I mean? he. I think he skipped one. Yeah, he, he dang did. it! You, you totally. Oh, this is the ball. See, yawning. I can't get my voice right. For the record, you're missing. Maybe this should just be my last show. If you were on my team in NBA 2K, this is your first show back on your probationary period. Yeah, I'm on probation again. (laughs) You keep repeating within 12 months. You have to take it. You know, excessive measures. That's why they call me Sick Boy. Shroud follows Ninja. That's terrible. Twitch. (laughs) See from a. Richard perspective. You want to go for a ride in my car? Oh. Mm, no. Mm, no. There's a rattling noise in my car. It's right not now. rattling. Its <laughs> tires are gonna fall off. It's it's a rattling noise. It's clanks. So it's I said I said, sound. Sean, Sean, can you get in the car with me real quick? Let me I want you to hear this sound. No, and you so, didn't say that. <clears throat> what did I say? You said, Hey, get in my car with me. I want to show you something. Oh. <laughs> and I went, Are you about to drive off and kill me? <laughs> Uh, uh, so, so we 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 drive down the parking lot, and he's like, "Man, I mean, he could hear it." He's like, "Well, you know, I think I think you're I think you're fine. I think this is fine. You, you got time. Just let me out of this car. <laughs> I'm ready That's to be out of your car now." Twitch is use is losing another popular streamer, Michael Shroud Grizik, <clears throat> recently announced that he is making the leap from Twitch to Mixer, saying, quote, same Shroud, new home. In a press release, Shroud explained, streaming is my passion. <clears throat> <laughs> 
and I owe my success to my fans who have helped me get to where I am now. Mixer provides the flexibility to center my attention around them. I am excited to join the Mixer community as well as continue to build relationships with both players and fans. The move to Mixer allows me to focus on what I love, gaming. I hope you all continue to be a part of my community in this transition. I can't wait to show you all the things we have in store. Oh, yeah. It, I was reading more about this article. It's it is a it's it's it really is another big streamer to join Mixer. And, mm-hmm. and they're not focused on instant uh, viewers or, or numbers from a from a viewing standpoint to see, you know, the impact that Ninja or this guy is going to make on the Mixer community. How big is Shroud compared to Ninja? He's the second biggest. Is he? I, mean, <laughs> I have no idea. It, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't man. know. It's uh, it's also crazy um, to to think that yeah. it's still crazy to think that Ninja's in Mixer. Yeah, but um, we'll see. And you know what? what? Every day when I log on, there he is. Right, like if it, especially if it's between the hours that he's streaming, the very first thing I'll see on the Xbox little bar there is like, yeah. "Hey, Ninja's live right now." Yeah, and I'm wondering how this is affecting mixer as a platform i just, mean d- just metric wise dollar wise i don't what know it's doing i would imagine <clears throat> god if 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 the project scarlet actually comes out and is well received right there are probably a bunch of people that are just diehard and especially if if you have these two guys coming out there pushing it at launch mm-hmm. i can see in a way where not just like the fact that xbox of course does better <clears throat> but really where you do see mixer start to become the most dominant it's, streaming platform it's it's i mean it's possible because they appear to have a lot of uh <clears throat> they have different different things they want out of their streamers it, it feels like they're more valued yes at mixer um forbes had reported that the founder of mixer was one of the 30 you know how they say the 30 to watch under 30 or whatever mm-hmm. what it is he recently left this month for mixer so i don't know what that's going to do with the company. I don't know why he left. Probably got his money. Probably got his money and, and maybe transitioned out. Yeah. But, uh, mixers all in the news. It's yeah. Nice. I think it, it's worked well for Microsoft because even though I don't think anyone doubts that they own it, like versus something like Amazon, right. Or like the way YouTube is with Google, it just doesn't feel like it's overbearingly being marketed to you like this is a microsoft product and you need to do this because microsoft is the greatest thing in your life you only need microsoft you don't there's not that kind of sense right it just feels like here's this place for gamers and um you know that's it we're not here to kind of sell anything else to you that's well said yeah really very yeah. well said um so john gave me the pivots for overhaul for breakpoint earlier <laughs> If you missed it, just There's rewind and drop the pass. Yeah, rewind about five minutes and you'll hear them. It's called turn. So the next news topic is the exact thing that he talked about, the overhaul for Breakpoint. Ubisoft has revealed that it plans to do some major improvements mm. uh, and overall uh, improvements and overall the recent Ghost Recon Breakpoint mm. to include a, quote, more radical and immersive version of the game that will focus on player choice and authentic military experience. Hmm. We are aware that some of the design choices may have caused polarized reactions and discussions regarding the direction taken by the Ghost Recon franchise. You don't say. <laughs> some of you would like our new survival mechanics to have more impact on your experience, while others dislike the tiered loot progression we have added. Agreed. In line with this vision and the feedback we received, we are working on a more radical and immersive version 
of Ghost Recon Breakpoint. We also want to let you tailor your experience to the way you want to enjoy the game, since freedom of choice has always been part of the Ghost Recon DNA. That's the end of the quote. It was emphasized that this update will not be done overnight and will take time. Also incoming will be the return of AI teammates, which Ubisoft has promised for some time. Good. So maybe they heard this podcast. <laughs> Definitely did. And maybe they were like, those guys gave us like fours. It, I was, know, it was a five for Chris and like a seven for you. I know during something. Yeah. Ubisoft's uh, earnings call of that did not come like they were pretty much point blank like hey we what are whatever our projections were you need to start being aware right now we are not going to hit that you know for this game division underperformed yeah this underperformed as far as i'm aware i got the message that they're delaying everything including next year's assassin's creed uh what about beyond good and evil that's probably the one game they could release maybe they will that yeah. yeah That's uh-huh. a single player but, experience, I mean, assuming. I, you almost wonder if, like, they're finally just hitting that wall, right? Like, where they keep making these things that are just games for service without really. I mean, outside of, I, I would say, outside of Rainbow Six Siege, that's been the one consistent hit, right? But what if it's been such a good hit that it's okay? That one is, and it makes sense for what they do. Makes right? sense. Because it's just an online competitive thing. But, like, Division. Everyone got to the end game, and it feels like they dropped off of it right away. They just no one was like they would enjoy it for a couple of hours, but they're outside of like something like Destiny, where you know people are consistently coming back and still playing it. Destiny like you, it doesn't feel like they have that same connection with their player base. And here they try to make this into a games for service thing, even mm-hmm. though no one really asked for it, and they enjoyed what they had before. And it seems like instead of having this series that was on the way up now it's you know on the decrease right so i don't know i don't know what to make of a lot of things here i'm just hoping watchdogs is good <laughs> at this point yeah remember how good that looked at e3 john yeah you could play all good. british just play as granny the whole time yeah i'm gonna have but some tim tams now and murder people john it's gonna be okay you're still gonna get your assassin's creed to just at some point yeah i just i i believe it's if i took that Press, mm. If I took that uh, earnings call seriously, Assassin's Creed's delayed for another year, probably. Uh, there's no way. They're going to need it next fall. I think they haven't had this type of a disaster of a release since Assassin's Creed Unity. But like, yeah, you, well, could, you could yeah. say Division was underperforming. I think it's probably sold pretty well, but below their expectations. Correct. But it wasn't the PR debacle. Correct. That Ghost Recon was and Unity before that. Um, and I just think, you know, and, and I'll touch on it later because there's just more of this stuff. Mm. This has kind of been, I've just been thinking about it today. This has kind of been a depressing year for games. Mm. And I'm saying. What do you mean by that, Not John? just 2019, but maybe the end from, of 2018. From, from October from to October. 76 yeah. to Anthem to this. Even to Des- from Destiny to a certain point, at least how it began. To Blizzard? To Blizzard. Speaking something's, of Blizzard, oh, it's my turn. I'm excited. I got to get it together. Okay. <clears throat> BlizzCon schedule, or should I say schedule? Ooh. Blizzard has revealed the schedule for, for uh, BlizzCon 2019, and it includes six panels with as yet unannounced subjects on its main stage. <gasps> Four panels marked only as coming soon will follow the opening ceremony on November 1st. 
On November 2nd, two more coming soon. Panels occur between updates for WoW and Overwatch. Speculation is running rampant uh, with Warcraft 3 Reforged, Diablo 4, and a new Overwatch game heavily rumored. Not only that, rumors of Diablo 2 Remaster have been floating around for some time. What would you like to see most at BlizzCon? Diablo Immortal. Hello. <laughs> it feels like you because feel like- of uh, some <laughs> some bad news that Blizzard's been going through in the past couple of weeks here, all of a sudden I, I find it funny that like about a week before uh, BlizzCon, there's all of a sudden, hey, here's this leak on Diablo 4 that seems to pretty much confirm it's coming. And then like... Here's our schedule. Two, yeah, two days later. Oh, by the way, here's this leak that pretty much gives the name and uh, setting and main character for the next WoW expansion. And then two days later... By the way, Overwatch 2 is coming with a full PvE experience because someone apparently left up art on the Blizzard store for people to data mine. Like, all these things that they would normally be prepared to try to hide till maybe, like, the day before BlizzCon began. Like, they are allowing to drop very early. Um, and that's probably the right move because, you know, this is if you say that there's going to be a WoW expansion, a new Diablo game, and a new Overwatch... Outside of them coming back and saying, by the way, StarCraft 3 or 4, whatever is coming, that would be the only other thing I think they could throw into this that would like take the hypeness for the core Blizzard fan base to a I high I think level. rumors on uh, Overwatch 2 are sort of being scaled back a little bit because it, they're saying that it's it's also possible that really what this is is a PvE expansion. Correct. It's like a Fortnite Chapter 2. Yeah, I don't know if it so I don't. Be... I just I don't think after, after just releasing this game on a new platform mm. that they would immediately throw the announcement of a sequel at you i can't think of another time they've really done something like that i don't know if it fresh will, off the release of a switch i don't know if they will do overwatch 2 in the sense of like putting it out for 60 dollars but i think it will be at the very least yes an expansion mm-hmm. to the core thing mm-hmm. um but you know they may and it's like i i think they just put i mean even if they do do it, I don't think it's a big deal for them because really it's been four years now, three or four years since the original one. So it does feel like it would be time. Right. And you could do it where it's coming out next fall with the new consoles and like, say we've got an upgraded version of this now with ray tracing on PC and all that kind of stuff. So it's possible. Can you imagine the protesters outside of BlizzCon this year? But (laughs) <laughs> but uh, BlizzCon actually puts a big monitor outside <laughs> so that as they're picketing and everything like that, they see the announcement of Diablo 4 and like 70% of the crowd yeah! starts cheering. <laughs> but also, boo! Boo! We hate you so good. <laughs> yeah, people will, will... I have a feeling that whatever hate is out there for Blizzard will eventually pass unless, because... uh, unless Diablo 4 is always online. Then, then maybe... There will be the hate will return just as quickly because that was what made everyone hate Diablo 3 at launch. Jeez. Yeah. It's a pain. Um, speaking of pain, yeah. oh, Bethesda, mm. Fallout 76 has revealed a new subscription service. God. Fallout First that you will, that will allow, play. Uh, it's called Fallout First. <laughs> Sorry. I read that weird. That will allow players to play alone in private worlds. <clears throat> the service is priced at $12.99 per month. Or nine ninety nine per year and grants you the following benefits. Ninety nine ninety nine. <clears throat> Sorry, Sean. Ninety nine ninety nine. 
Private Worlds for Yourself, and Seven Friends, a scrap box with unlimited storage for crafting, a survival tent for fast travel, hey. 1650, uh, 100, that, <laughs> 1650, atoms. 1650 atoms a month for the game's shop, an exclusive ranger armor outfit, which looks like trash, by the way, unique icons and emotes. Due to this, Fallout 76 most loyal fans, and they are out there, are extremely upset Quote, is this an out-of-season April Fool's joke, reads one Reddit thread. Defended this game multiple times, but I can't defend this new membership, writes another. Quote, I've stuck with Fallout 76, believing Bethesda was acting in good faith towards players' feedback, more stash space, ways to extend food life, and other requests were highly publicized. I believe this feedback would be used to make the better uh, the game better for all players, to take that feedback and monetize it by providing the requested features via microtransactions is not acting in good faith, especially when Bethesda launched an inferior product. Actually, I feel it is unethical, end quote. The announcement of Fallout first seems to be a slap in the face for everything that the game and developers promised. And I, I'm that guy who goes, wait a minute, let's think about this for a second. But I am 100% disappointed in a game i'm not even playing i think i think it's just i don't understand who the heck in the boardroom they need to fire first you are ruining the reputation of what was once a solid video game developer and you are ruining the reputation of todd howard i mean todd's not even on this anymore todd's off in space world right now that's where todd is (laughs) <laughs> he's off there and that's, he's talking about other stuff. That's, that's, that's fine. I see what you that's mean. That's fine. Yeah. But Todd Howard is the face of Fallout. Yeah. To whether, me, this whether is, he likes it or not. To me, this is Pete Hines being like, how do I make shareholders happy? And unfortunately, I think when you go with that mantra, this is what you get, right? Like, because he's thinking, well, obviously, you know, wow. Wow, it's 15 bucks a month. So twelve ninety nine is better than that, right? But and, that game and you're works. Like, yeah, um, from my understanding, this game does finally work now. It's a lot better than what it was. But, um, you know, I could see this maybe working if it was just like a one-time, like kind of like, you know how B- Battlefield used to do that thing where there was Battlefield Ultimate or whatever it was called, yeah. where like you got a bunch of perks and, and upgrades. I could see that, and it was like 25 bucks. Or if this was like four bucks a month or something, right? You know, where it wasn't so high, but the only people who are going to buy this are, are people that just have a lot of money or just like, this is the only thing they want. And it, it, you know, Jason Schreier made a very good point and Xbox actually seized on it, said, uh, it costs you twelve ninety nine a month or $99 a year right now to play, you know, to play fallout uh one or whatever it's called right first uh he said or you can just go get an xbox uh games pass subscription for you know six dollars and you could play either fallout new vegas or fallout 4 as much as you want or the outer Worlds, yeah or the outer worlds all those games and game i think xbox came back and said we don't even pay this guy thank you no i mean i mean (laughs) that's what makes this so strangely glaring the timing of this outer worlds just came out where there's no microtransactions there's no there's no season pass yeah there's no it's also a lot smaller too uh, it is is. okay fine but (laughs) but let's be honest 
regardless of the size of the game, mm. the optics here are glaring. Yeah, yeah. You're comparing two things where Obsidian is very well known for making a Fallout game, which is, a, from what I understand, mm. a fan favorite. Many people think it's the best one. Yeah. You know? um, My guess, uh, I'm going to go ahead and predict <laughs> that one, Fallout 4 is going to get pulled from Games Pass. And... Uh, if not too far afterwards, probably also New Vegas because they're not going to want. New Vegas just came out on Games Pass. Yeah, I mean, that's so that crazy. might be there a little bit later. But, you know, that's also an older game, too. So, you know, like that and Fallout 3 aren't as big of a deal. But I don't know. Um, it's just I, with, I, either way, I, I, I don't get this unless they're making this game just free to play or something. Yeah, right? I mean, the problem people are having is, one, it's too expensive. Yeah. And two, a lot of the things that they're adding into this subscription, they promised... Mm-hmm. To players who are asking for it, who bought in at sixty dollars, mm-hmm. so it's like buy this for sixty bucks and then pay another hundred bucks to play the real good version. Which, yeah. which according to what I'm reading, they're already having very, very serious issues with the launch of Fallout First. I don't know. They're don't, trying to yeah. fix it, patch it because it it's already busted. It's almost like they're studio that really never did online games till about a year ago (laughs) (laughs) Uh, more good news the last of us part two has been delayed yeah it was too good to be true and all of you listeners should have known that the last of us part two has been delayed again to may of 2020 despite announcing its february release date only a few weeks ago (laughs) according to a statement from neil Druckmann, and this is this is pretty legit he says let me cut to the chase and get the news out of the way the Last of Us Part 2 has a new release date of May 29, 2020. I know. It was just about a month ago when we had our big blowout for the game, letting media play over two hours of it, along with debuting. See what I did there? Yeah, I did. All right. Debuting our new story trailer and revealing the release date. The positive response we saw from our community was overwhelming. You can feel their energy among the team members. After working on something for so many years, it's invigorating to get a glimpse of validation for all the hard work. He later states that despite the recent February announcement, uh, quote, we realized we simply didn't have enough time to bring the entire game up to a level of polish we would call naughty dog quality. I just don't quote. I don't buy it all. How that, not? They that bought- it took them three weeks to figure out they needed three months. I agree with you 100%. I, I'm just like, did they say it was February and they were fighting with Sony? Is that what caused this? I do not know. If this game comes out and it's the most amazing thing ever made, it would not shock me. Yeah. But Naughty Dog is a frustrating company to to watch because there's just such hubris behind what they do. Hmm. I'm Neil Druckmann. That that statement to me just says, I'm Neil Druckmann and you're going to play it anyway. And look, you're right. A delayed game is most likely better than than a broken game that we go ahead and release. It's not that I don't appreciate it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's not that I don't think that what they're doing is going to improve it, but I just I no longer care as much about this game as I used to. Yeah, it just <laughs> you 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 put this game and you and you launched it onto the onto the world in a cathedral at E three two years ago. Yeah, and it ain't even coming out until almost after E three of twenty twenty. I'm just you know don't do that. Don't do that. Why just not? just plan better. I mean, great writer, great storyteller, well, that's great problem. publisher, no problem. Got no problems with that. Just 
plan better and don't rely on the fact that you're naughty dog and you can just delay it anytime you want. Well, I, th- I think that's your real issue with it because you have issues with naughty dog. I, I'm over here. I don't care when it comes out because when it comes out, I'm going to play it and it's going to be fantastic. I don't fantastic. care when it comes out either. Right. I just have a problem with you using this timeline. Don't show the game until you know it's ready. But until see, you've put it through the woodwork. But see, my criticism isn't just really so much at them. That's more to me criticism at Sony because Sony, it's not like it's just Naughty Dog, right? Like anything that's exclusive to Sony has had a very much a, a, I don't know how the best word I'm looking for here, but basically, you know, it's just a common trait between them that they get announced way too early. And then the ones that have more complications just keep getting delayed, right? Like that's why it was so amazing to us that Death Stranding is literally coming out in two weeks. Who the heck thought that game was coming now? You know, but we saw in the beginning of this generation where there was this one little brief period where Microsoft was winning because they were actually releasing things. And Sony had all these things they had just announced and were out in the wilderness and we were waiting for until you finally got God of War and Horizon Zero Dawn and, you know, Uncharted 4 yeah. and all that. And this is this is what they do. They they talk about things way in advance and then they have to hope that you're OK and that you're not going to care that like, hey, yeah, there's going to be another delay here. And, and it's not just—it's not just this game. It was two years yeah. ago at E3. You saw three mm-hmm. games that honestly we don't know if we'll see until the next gen. Yeah, like that's ridiculous. Versus, like for instance, when I think of Cyberpunk, right? Okay, I will be not surprised if Cyberpunk gets del- delayed till this fall. Mm. That would not shock me one bit. Um, but at the same time, that studio remained silent on that game for like eight years while they were doing stuff with Witcher and people kept asking, well, where's this at? Where's that? They didn't talk about that. And they didn't talk about till the first time till two years ago. And they've only shown it twice. And that has been it. Um, And, you know, I think they're hoping they make that date, but my guess is it's probably like in February or something. And if they don't, we'll hear something and they'll probably do September and knowing how they've been, I would be very surprised if they don't hit September. I mean, you remember me in The Last of Us. I yeah. mean, to me, that yeah. was game of the generation. Mm. Same for me. As, as, as time oh, yeah. has gone by, I'm probably leaning a little bit more towards Bioshock Infinite as game of the generation, Ooh. or at least game of that year. But, I mean, I loved The Last of Us. I absolutely adore that game. So th- mm. this is not about hating what's coming. I just wish developers would stop using their stature in the industry to just mm. sort of mess with yeah. expectations. For sure. I'm not saying he's malicious. No. I just wish he'd have been a little bit more responsible. Be more responsible, Neil Druckmann. Is it me? Yes. I think so. EA returns to Steam. Yay. EA has announced that it is coming back to Steam with new releases like Jedi Fallen Order. Woo-hoo! <laughs> past games will be available through ea access ea access will be available on steam next year and its subscri- subscription service will be 12 i'm oh, sorry 4.99 a month and members will get unlimited <laughs> access funny. to a select library of ea games including madden nfl 19 and anthem ea teased this last week on a twitter post featuring a streaming <laughs> steaming mug with an ea logo the company uh. hasn't released a game on steam since 2011 yeah, I think they're finally like this is kind of like how we're going into this new generation where we're gonna have a bunch of people doing streaming uh, things, right? And potentially 
trying to have the the Netflix of this. This feels like now we're finally getting to the end of <coughs> what was the last iteration of this, which was a bunch of companies trying to fight to have their own digital storefront and therefore didn't want to put their stuff on Steam. And Steam quickly reminded them, like, that's not the best way to have capitalism work in your favor. So now they're finally, especially EA here, and I think Ubisoft, too, in the last couple of years, they finally are bowing down and being like, look, we don't need our own platform to sell a game. You know, if if we have a platform and people want to buy from us, we can give them perks to do so. But besides that, let's just focus on what we're good at, because no one I know has ever talked glowingly about ea origins i hated it yeah um so you know please yes just go to steam everyone just please put your games on steam make my life easier that's where i get my games i mean considering you're building a new pc am i are you oh you did set well I may. I'm not sure yet. He wants. You're gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. At some point, I'm let's going just to. be completely I his, honest. I got his juices flowing last. I know. Week. I know. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Luckily, conservative uh, spending, Chris, finally kicked in and like, you know, I could use that money to do this though. But yeah. is that better than that? In the long term, in the credit rating system, yes. You almost told the audience but you could that die. I was um, building one. <laughs> exactly. So I don't want to leave you with all my debt because you're getting everything, including my debt. <laughs> yes, I'll take it. <laughs> I I want your debt. Yep, I want you, what? You get penny. I know I want your debt. <laughs> Isn't that its own debt? I'll give you the TV. <laughs> that way you'll have a backup. Yeah, <laughs> just in case, John. Right. Uh, you guys remember Reggie? Uh, I remember Reggie. Who? Reggie gets recognized. Former president of Nintendo of America, Reggie fils will be awarded the Andrew Yoon Legend Award at the ninth Annual New York Game Awards. The prize is awarded to those who, quote, exhibit a significant sustained body of work that His shows... body was ready. <laughs> yeah. That shows exceptional achievement and innovation, end quote. Uh, according to Reggie, it's an honor to be recognized by the New York Game Awards for my work in an industry that I've committed so many years to, but it's not just about the time I've committed to the gaming industry and specifically to Nintendo. It's about the people along the way I've had the opportunity to lead, influence, and inspire. Receiving this honor is a great reminder that my goal of being and remaining a strategic and leading force in the industry is recognized by my peers, end quote. And I read that picturing uh, the uh, puppet Reggie from that one Nintendo of uh, <laughs> a few years back, the uh, yeah, I remember that the puppet intro, John. That was good. Oh yeah, yeah, puppet Reggie. I was uh, I was actually looking him up. He was he actually was very obscure. Like he just Nintendo was his first video game gig. Actually, I was just trying to remember what it was. He w- he worked for Pizza Hut. Um, and he said, "My pizza is ready." Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I guess it was. Oh, VH1. That's what it was. But yeah, he deserves it. Yeah, good for him. He makes a really great puppet, though. Mm. He does, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a bit. What was that? How long ago was that? That was an E3 presentation? Three or four, yeah. It was a, uh, it was a couple of years ago. Direct. I uh, think that's uh, the only thing they really had that year was Star Fox Zero. Maybe mm-hmm. that was the one. Which That was a great one. Was Not it? really? No. <laughs> Not really. He's, they tried to sell it to us. Yeah. 
Just don't forget that what you call it's next month or tomorrow. no Friday. Yeah, we, we know. Oh. We know. Yeah, we I'm do thinking that. about getting it. Oh God, you don't even have a switch <laughs> down there. <laughs> <laughs> I what do you think that's for? I thought you took it back. No. Oh, I played when, Switch when, more than you guys about, this year. Isn't it about? T- there he goes. This is this is this is his favorite thing to say in 2019. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> it's the first time I've heard it. That's what have you played on Switch? All the things. More things. Fire Emblem. Um, <clears throat> indie titles. Yeah, a lot of indie titles. That's where it gets us uh, at. Yeah. Well, my TV broke for half the year. So. And there, you was tried to- uh, there was something else really big on Switch that I played this year. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get Pokemon just because, well, else am I going to play now that there's no uh, Doom? You know? If the choice, if the choices are, yeah, but I feel like that will, I'll probably be done by the time what you call it comes out. Just replayable. Yeah. See, if the choices are Pikachu or you know, journeying, uh, jumping into hell at sixty <laughs> frames in two billion teraflops, right? Well, I don't think Bethesda is going to make it by then. Yeah, I they're going to go on. I'm just hoping for you now. <laughs> Do we seriously they... think that it, is there something I missed about Doom? It's not going to happen. It's delayed. Yeah, Doom got delayed to February. February. Yeah. Oh man, when did I miss that? It was in the news. Yeah, a couple weeks. You ago. were here. I read that, didn't I? I think you did. Yes. <laughs> oh. Speaking uh, of zoning out, wait, no, that doesn't work. No. Um, let's just say next. Yeah. Blitzchung streams pro Hong. God. What was I doing? Um, I asked let's, myself let's, that let's try this week. again. Blitzchung streams pro Hong Kong <laughs> game ahead of BlizzCon. BlizzCon. I think I'm having an aneurysm. Blitzchung is still active and advocating for Hong Kong's liberation on his personal Twitch channel. Chung spent a morning streaming Liberate Hong Kong, a video game that puts players in the shoes of a protester in Hong Kong. Blitzchung hasn't spoken much on the recent controversy or controversy where he made political statements at a Blizzard-sponsored Hearthstone tournament, but he appears to be using his platform instead to advocate for pro-Hong Kong protests. To liberate The Liberate Hong Kong video game shows realistic streets from the city and includes a feature that explains key events from the protest. However, the game hasn't officially been revealed nor put on sale by any retailer. Yay! Obviously, Blizzard is not going to say anything about this because that's not their policy. It's not breaking their policy. He can do whatever he wants to on his own Twitch channel. <clears throat> but yeah, just Blizzard, thought you should know. Yeah, Blizzard would not have any say in this. No, but it's good that he's not silenced. True. You know what I'm saying? Keep. Unless Twitch <laughs> suspends him or something. Oh, you know? can you imagine? God. Twitch ain't touching that. You <laughs> hear me? Amazon's <laughs> like, nah, man. Nah. I did. I did uh, read up more. If you listened last week, I was a little. I didn't know about enough that was going on, and I did kind of do some research. And, um, yeah. I, yeah, I, but I'm still at this at the thing where Blizzard is okay to penalize him if it's their company policy. Yeah, I heard um, lawyer Rob's letter that last week. Yeah, yeah, he's wrong once again. Oh God! Oh God! Oh, <laughs> oh no! We got you know I could, I'm a future. Hey, right now I know the future. The future. And in one week's time, we'll be reading an email from <laughs> lawyer Rob to John. And That'd I could be, be I could be completely kidding. Who can tell? Who knows? Right? Yeah. Um. Finally this week! I just miss when he's when he's Finally more this sexual. Week. 
Yeah, that was uh, that was a staple. He does both. He gives us both. I do. The front and the back. Would you? You <laughs> <laughs> just retire it. I don't know. I think it started for a reason, and it's got to go on. Now we're Chris. here. Yeah. Okay. Now we're here. Google <laughs> opens Game Studio. Isn't there an open one? Yeah, it was called Stadia. <laughs> I love how they said they opened one already. Google has announced plans to open its first Stadia-focused game studio. Maybe that's what it is. Stadia-focused. Yeah. In Montreal. A blog post from VP and head of Stadia Games and Entertainment, oh. Jade Raymond, explained, quote, it will produce exclusive original content across a diverse portfolio of games and all your favorite genres. Just as Stadia, Stadia, Stadia. Stadia. Intends to change the way games are accessed and experienced by players. We want to change the way games are made. She further emphasized that Google has, um, quote, quite a few exclusive games in the works that will demonstrate some of the exciting things about the platform. I guess I just assumed when you are, you know uh, when you already had, uh, you know, studio games and entertainment that like you already had a game studio. So I, I'm glad you cleared that up. I'm glad she did. Well, yeah. They, they have games from other, you know, so I was people. like, even as you were reading, I was like, yeah, Jade Raymond's the print. I was like, Oh, okay. But there, she's the it's one who works with from like Ubisoft within, yeah, and, yeah. and Activision. And of course she's in Montreal. Montreal. Because Ubisoft, Jade Raymond. I was. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I. I won't stop researching about Stadia and all that. Um, no, you. You read the news last week. Yeah, that makes me want to get. I gotta get. Uh, my, I gotta get my PC built quick. <laughs> speaking of uh, that, like, did you see the stuff on Xcloud today? Uh, I hear it's going off very well. Yeah, everyone's saying like that thing. When did pops. it? When did it drop? Because I was I was heavy I, on the news this I miss, morning. I it comes part. out. I want to say. No, no, no. When did the news come out for it? Oh, this it morning. Today. This morning. I was like, on it this morning. I missed it. Yeah, IGN said basically came up and said like, "Hey, you know, tried it out, and it's like you have to have an Android phone and all that kind of but, stuff." I hate that. Yeah, I hate. Well, I mean, they're man. well, they're doing testing right now. I don't care. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I think the big <laughs> thing is just that uh, the only thing that I will say kind of sucks is that you have to have the Bluetooth version of it, which. I think mine is because it's newer, but the like, Bluetooth version. Yeah, like the you you have of to have what, a, of uh, the Xbox controller. Okay, and like some of them are, I guess the older ones are not Bluetooth. Um, what the yeah. wireless weren't? They were just wireless. No, Xbox were not. Was not Bluetooth. Versus, you know who's always been Bluetooth? Yeah, the people that own Bluetooth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Billy Bluetooth and family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, um, do you guys. Let's do, do we do this? Do this. That's it, Chris. There's no more for us to read. We're shutting it down. Yeah, we, okay. we were done. We I mean, does that Jade, mean does, Jade? She's got a thing she's doing. You know, yeah. it's going to take a long time though for. It, it's very difficult for first party reputations to here's happen a, on a platform. Do you, do you know how long they've been planning for Google Stadia? Since Millennia, eighty-three. Millennia. <laughs> do you know how long they planned for Google Glass? Or whatever it was called. No, oh, trust me. And I was going to pivot and say there's an entire, like, it would be, take, it would take over the whole screen of failed projects that Google's just bailed out on. Do you on. know how long Microsoft- They still have Gmail. Dang it. <laughs> they do. <laughs> do you know how long Microsoft prepared for Zune? Zune was, he was good. I like Zune. When but I, who, oh, he was all dude, about the Zune when I first Who saw that him. Apple was going to take off with their iPods like that? I did. I just didn't want to accept it because- I, I didn't, man. I didn't. 
have I'm not I'm never been an Apple PC guy. Like I mean, don't get PC me wrong. Is personal computer. Back in back in the day, as soon as it came out, like as soon as iTunes came out, you know, uh, on my PC, that was how I was managing most of my music and everything. So it, it's not too shocking that they won, but Dude, yeah, they I won showed, big. I, I showed up first day. Yeah, I see this guy sitting next to me in a cubicle, rocking a Zoom. A Zoom. I wish <laughs> yeah. you still had it. I wish I did too. Yeah. It was mainly because it had that USB hookup you could do. Um, my at the time, the the Elantra had like a hookup I could go into. Oh, the Elantra. Yeah, and the, the Elantra. Elantra. That was why. Yeah, right, right. the original yeah. Blue Bomber. Yeah, yeah. Oof, with, with a busted a, fender. You don't want no problem. Bungee cord. It was yeah, amazing. yeah. <coughs> That's nice. Is this it? <laughs> Doritos. <laughs> I have one firehouse, guys. <laughs> um. Anyways, oh. you guys want to wrap this up? Never. Please. Mel of the future. People write their thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. prayers. Wow, that was, that like was sexy. It. That's nice. New thing. Uh, <laughs> two things. <laughs> two things. New things. Two things. New things. Wow. Okay. Uh, they write us, and they write. They write to, us. Yeah, they do. Yes, yes, they do. You know where they write us? They write us at weeklygameschat at gmail That's weeklygameschat at gmail Just like well, let's go, David first. Really? You don't want to end on a high note? No. <laughs> oh, uh, oh my God. Yeah. Dave says from Northern Virginia, he used to write in a lot more and he hasn't written as much. He's been busy. He's got things yeah, going on. He's got things going on. But anyways, good to hear. He says, you. hello, dearest ambiguously gay trio. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a play on a SNL yeah, skit. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. Even I though like, I, I like how he spelled it. Yeah. Uh, ne- even though I never miss an epi. That's or, a short for episode, John. Yeah. <laughs> I just heard Chris mention Outer Worlds is last week's episode. No. Oh, oh, I guess I mentioned Chris, it. read the okay. words that are there and it'll make <laughs> sense, dude. <laughs> Quit reading ahead. Just read word by word, bro. I thought I would give you my unsolicited thoughts and prayers on said games. <laughs> oh, like Mostly prayer requests, but I'll get to that. First, however, a bit of backstory. Grab yourself a beverage or snack and get comfortable. Oh. Sorry, I'm just going to scroll here. <laughs> first, uh, my first console was the Atari 2600. That was the first the, console I ever played. I had an, a, a NES and a SNES. Uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, see, Dave didn't. He actually typed the word out and told us that he was not going to give us conflicting acronyms for Chris to mess up. But Chris did it anyway. Thank you. He Chris. even had a NES 64. Jeez. <laughs> and a Gaku. Uh, I went to grad school. No one knows a- what you just said. Nintendo exactly. 64 and GameCube, guys. Uh, I went to grad school, took a decade-long <laughs> break from gaming, and my first game since Metroid Prime and Wind Waker was Skyrim on PC. It's a heck of a game. Oh, completely blew my mind, I bet. You're like, what is this world? Everything's new. There's dragons, <laughs> magic, vampires, wow. thieves. Adult themes. <laughs> uh, Some lizard guy. The graphics, the massive world, the exploration of side quests, uh, the choices, the character customization, the weapon system, etc. I played it more than 300 hours, and I spent at least another 300 hours modding and playing said modded game. Bought an Xbox One, and the rest is history. I'm back into gaming. 
Fast forward over the past six years, and I've played several open world games. Red Dead Redemption was fantastic. However, and this gets uh, this starts getting into why I'm writing about Outer Worlds. About 15 or so hours of Red Dead, I start getting a bit restless. I did finish it. The story was great, but when it was over, I was glad to be done. I begun thinking I'm just running back and forth doing random assignments for in-game characters. The yes, same thing happened. Right? right? Exactly. That's what I've been saying. <laughs> Red Dead stinks. Uh, the same thing happened in Borderlands 1, 2, uh, 1 and 2, Witcher 3, Fallout 3 and 4, Red Dead 2. It may be sacrilege, but I didn't finish any of those. Ooh, sounds like you don't really care for the uh, open world games anymore. <laughs> Enter the Outer Worlds. Game Pass gave me Outer Worlds for free, so I was excited to fire it up on Saturday. Played about five or six hours over the past few days. And well, I'll cut to the chase. I want to love this game, but I just cannot get into it. In fact, it literally makes me itch with agitation. They got cream for that. Uh, Don't get me wrong. It has a pretty world, quasi-interesting characters, non-binary moral choices, and a passable gunplay. However, Fetch Quest, Dear John Almighty... Yeah, see what he did there, dear John Omelette. He knows. Uh, the fetch quest. I find myself antsy, ready to be done every time I see those pesky green markers pop up on the map after an on-game or on-screen character has sent me off hunting for some fill-in-the-blank. <laughs> where's the challenge? There is none. Talk to a guy, get the assignment fast, travel to the exact spot where said assignment is, shoot a few dudes, get or do the thing, fast travel back. To the guy, get the reward or another assignment. Decide whether or not to kill his neighbor or save him. And finally, rinse and repeat. Over and over. It's a game of traveling from one spot to the next and back. I forced myself to get off the first plant just to see if the game changed, but I'm already so burned out. I don't know if I can make myself go back. We gotta go back! Help me out, fellas. Am I just burned out on open world games? If that's the case, then why did I play Breath of the Wild for 300 hours? Because Zelda ser- rules. Was it seriously a simple lack of markers in said games? The unspecific assignments? I cannot. Or I seriously cannot figure out why I can't get into open world games anymore. On the surface, they appeal more than any other genre. Uh, the freedom, the exploration, the potential for complex story and systems. Yet when the practi- practicalities of aforementioned attributes come together and a map of full markers begins to unfold itself i start getting fidgety and restless <clears throat> and penny's over here getting restless with her nails uh help me out fellas i hate to sound cynical but is it just that open world games are all the same thing different skin is the outer worlds a masterpiece am i just not understanding its greatness what makes one open world game more interesting and another make me want to drink myself into a couch <laughs> uh do i just need to stick it out with the hour worlds or any previous games i mentioned do any of you struggle with getting in open world games or does that happen with all or with our genres either way i can use your prayers thanks Thoughts to and you, prayers uh dave in northern virginia thanks for the email dave i would say one you can turn off things in these games if you want and maybe that would help you but to me it just sounds like you played an open world game, maybe the most definitive one of all time now, and you played it for 600 hours, and now you're finding it's very hard to be invested. But he played Breath of the Wild. Yeah, but again, he also said that he loves Zelda. He played Wind Waker, right? So like, I could see why someone who is are a huge fan of Zelda when you're given Breath of the Wild, which is also takes a lot from Skyrim. Yeah. You know, I, like that makes sense, but like, I don't know. Maybe you just don't 
like those worlds because it may, you know, for instance, like Witcher and Borderlands, your characters are very much more designed by choice versus like something like Skyrim where you're just a silent protagonist that gets to decide who you are. Maybe you don't like the spacey stuff, which is Fallout. Maybe you didn't like the cowboy stuff. I don't know. That's a different open world game to begin with. So I don't know. Um, Outer Worlds, though, to me, isn't the most open world thing I've played. I'm okay with the description of it being open world because it's just you're exploring a vast space. It's, it's, I mean, it's, (laughs) but it's not like you just go off and do 50 million things in it, right? Like you kind of just like, you're going around, you're like, I I know what I'm here for. Right. right? Yeah. But Breath of the Wild, I mean, the way he described, go talk to the guy, go do the thing, go kill a bunch of guys, do the thing, rinse and repeat. He's not describing Breath of the Wild by any stretch. There are, there are virtually no fetch quests. Mm Mm-hmm. Fetch quests are not a prevalent aspect of Breath of the Wild, which right. is, I think, why Breath of the Wild and maybe Skyrim, which I haven't spent a lot of time in, got the acclaim that it did because you didn't exist in an open world um, dependent on about, about dependent on what other people told you to do. Right. Breath of the Wild was designed for you to do whatever you, the you heck figure you it out. Yeah. To. The only thing though is like what he's describing there. That's still true with all of those other games outside that's my maybe, point yeah outside but of you know he's, he's asking yeah. himself but i played breath of the wild and i don't know it, to me what's grabbed me about the outer worlds um and and last year vampire <laughs> nice you read the letter <laughs> so yeah. va- vampire actually helped me with this because i used to be very i used to find games like mass effect Getting through the first Mass Effect game, the hard part was getting through all the dialogue trees and sure. choices, and kind of like kind of like where I wanted a game to just decide for me the journey I'm going to yeah, be we, on. Yeah, I remember yeah. you talking about that before. Vampire really changed that for me, mm. Beca- and uh, and that's where I uh, and that's where I kind of am with uh, the Outer Worlds. I've I've played about six or seven hours, and I'm just I'm really into getting to know the characters. That's the hook for me. Yeah. Something that that's what I can, Bioware does. Great. Yeah, that's what I can understand being boring to a lot of people. I've seen on Discord people are going, "There's a lot of talking," and I thought to myself, "I used to be that guy." Mm. But you know, if if you want to play, if you want to continue to play open world games, you just got to find the hook. Um, because I mean, I mean, open world or, games are a dime a dozen. These yeah, days, these I would days. I would tell them like one: ask yourself, mm. does the saying in the narrative like make sense and appeal to you and if it does maybe instead of like worrying about doing all these quests like instead just turn off a lot of notifications in games and just go out there and do what you want like that's the thing people liked about red dead last year was that i could get on my horse and just go where i wanted to um pretty much after the opening little chapter in the game like once you got to the main camp right like there was no wrong direction for you to go in and it's the same with things like witcher 3 and and even like fallout like right you don't have to do everyone's fetch quest you can decide i think i don't care about (laughs) yeah i think it's so funny those are all games you love yeah just just funny they are i mean but like i also understand like for instance like fallout is a game that i totally get when some people because there's a lot of people that love skyrim and do not like fallout at all because they are very different well, um, in that sense, it's crazy. As you were reading this email, it's almost like I wrote this email at the mm. same time. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I loved, you know, Skyrim back in the day. I had all the same systems you had. I didn't play Metroid, but I played Wind Waker. I played all the, I love that. I love Breath of the Wild, even though I haven't finished it. I put a lot of hours into it. Um, but these other games like the Witchers, the Fallouts, the Red Deads, I just, I cannot stand these games anymore. I don't know how old you are. I don't know if we, if we ever disclosed how old he is, but something just kind of happened. Uh, the older I got, I did love the idea of this open world adventure where anything's mm. possible. Right. But then when you get there and you're in, in the midst of it, you go, eh, I'd rather just go shoot, you know, people in Call of Duty. See, yeah. I, I feel like I'm the opposite because I remember like being, you know, while I've always had my, my share of RPGs and all that, like I've had that with online shooters and just competitive things like outside of like yeah. something like Mario Kart was probably the last competitive game. <laughs> that I was, I was primarily just playing it for competitive per you know team car dude like yeah like doing whether it was racing you guys independently or we did team car together like playing that with you guys every night was a blast and we did that for you know like eight we did that for like eight months for almost a year yeah like and that was fun versus like i think of things like Fortnite and apex where i can play it for a couple weeks but then you're done but yeah then i'm like i'm i'm yeah we're completely flip-flopped yeah and it's funny to see what to have seen your your growth um, in more to heavy open world games and really the more mm-hmm. analytical you've gotten, the older you've gotten, sure. you love these kind of games and you'll spend hours in them. And John, yours really started changing when you played Octopath, mm-hmm. maybe vampire, but you went like in on Octopath. Yeah. And then you slowly started getting into the, you know, the RPG open RPG kind of exploration worlds a lot more than you used to. So yeah, if I, not for this show, Maybe I'd be playing the same old stuff. I think. Yeah. Really. He'd be going in doing all the DLC for uh, Assassin's Creed. Still Odyssey. do. Yeah. I still do. Yeah. But yeah. Great email. You're not alone. Like I said, one of us, me, <clears throat> kind of feel the same way you do. Yeah. Um. And I got to tell you, it's kind of funny. You did not sell me on getting the Outer Worlds I, I will, downloaded. I will say. <laughs> also, like, look, you know, it is true that you go through these phases where things come up to heights and like they have their moment, right? JRPGs had it. I feel like FPS had it and it might be the same way now with open world where we're getting to it. Cause even, even though I love those ones that he mentioned like there, I mean, I didn't really enjoy freaking uh, the, the biker game. Dang it. I can't remember. Days right gone. Now. Yeah. I didn't really enjoy that that much. And that was like a 50, 60 hour game. Um, I didn't, um, you know, even Assassin's Creed Odyssey this last time, I think the difference between me and John, I liked Origins more and I liked Odyssey. Um, and it felt like it was a much longer grind, uh, for Odyssey this time than it was for me for Origins. So yeah. like things like that, like I, there are things where maybe I am finding it, you know, and I even bother with freaking Ghost Recon here now this time around because of that, you know? Yeah. Um, and another just before you move on I, I did like borderlands one and maybe two we played it yeah but i got no itch to play borderlands three mm. like i want to play it but i'm not i'm not actively going to buy the game to play it that's because destiny 2 feels so good right now that does <laughs> like just a warm <laughs> i pocket. just i knew someday you'd be uh, like yes but see, that was the kind of fps game i needed right because yeah. i need that one where you know even though there's more content coming out for that right now i don't need to run back to that right now like I'm good where I am with that game. I have had a blast. And I've done many things, and whenever there is a major release for content, or you know Jeff hits me up or Mike hits me up, we can go play and we can go have fun. But 
versus like destiny where it's like i think uh, i don't have my life to do i think i was unfriended on uh, playstation oh and I, I i don't know why oh really yeah by who one of the names you just mentioned uh-oh uh-oh i don't know but there no it's literally nothing i think it may have happened a while back ah and i just started realizing it probably because of that one thing i don't um, know I, i'm guessing we'll see i don't know um <laughs> next up it's a light-hearted light-hearted email from uh i guess we'll say matthew. oh matthew right there he's french canadian yeah, but we call him Matt. Matt. He, yeah, we just call him Matt, dude. Uh, well, he he decided. To hey, use. dude. Uh, but he says, "Hey, guys, love you guys." And I thought I'd share an alternate opinion regarding China and Blizzchung. I'm an entrepreneur, and I've been I've built multiple companies from scratch. I employ over a hundred people. I deal with public image, social media issues, and employee perceptions on a daily basis. Over the last probably twenty five to fifty years, businesses have been or have a big mistake in that they've used marketing to imbue personalities to their company. This obviously was meant to cause people to feel love and attachment to companies, which would allegedly boost sales and offer protection against competitors. The unintended consequence was that now it has become a commonplace for a public to expect companies to have feelings, political points of views and either be good or evil. I'm still somewhat surprised how much this has become the norm and that the public do not truly understand that it's all smoke and mirrors. I've had instances where the public and staff have has tried to use my business as soapboxes to push their agenda, and I do not allow that whatsoever. I do not infuse my thoughts or beliefs into the business. It's simply not the place for it. I see my main responsibility as a CEO and founder of these companies as being a protector of the investor and jobs of these companies, not to... Uh, put everyone who rely on these jobs to feed their families at risk over politics or other societal debates comp- uh, currently on the docket. I propose that Blizz Chung selfishly utilized a media platform built by Blizzard Company and its employees and investors. He has hurt many people's livelihoods. His virtue signaling might not have been as intended as selfish, but if he had thought about all the unique parts that make Blizzard instead of seeing it as a humongous sem- uh, semi-alive entity, he might have realized that by attempting to support Hong Kong, he in fact hurt a lot of people. A much better strategy would have been to use his own media platforms to spread his message instead of commandeering Blizzard's platform. Like he has with Twitter. Uh, yeah. Uh, I have a similar view of my staff policy or my or of my policy regarding performers who sometimes come sing at my cafe. Singers cannot cuss as it's a family environment. Staff cannot play religious music as it's an inclusive environment. Staff may do as they wish when they're not work, but they cannot display our uh, company logo as their actions would be attached to our company. Now, try to put your feet in the shoes of Blizzard's uh, company management team. Their job is to create financial security for the company and its investors and employees. They do not take sides on social debates since they will lose no matter what side they take. Indeed, they are the losers by not taking a side. Blizz Chung has put Blizzard in an impossible situation. Thousands of staff and family will be hurt by his actions. I agree China is doing bad things. However, it is not Blizzard's responsibility to fix this issue, nor is it remotely within their reach to influence anything. 
Over the last five years, it has become the norm for people to virtue signal as a way to gain public favor. It's like everyone is jerking ah, not jerking each other around, Chris. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, but does not, but doesn't, or um, but no one does anything meaningful or truly what think what they say. Don't boycott Blizzard unless you want to hurt thousands of people. Ignoring the fact is blindsided. Uh, I emailed this a few times and mentioned my T in one of, in my name every time. My full name is Matthew. I'm French Canadian. Matt Hugh. Matthew. Matthew. <laughs> Uh, great podcast, guys. Hopefully, John feels better next week. He kind of does. There, there's there's a lot to unpack there. I would say this. I don't know what he would, what I would call this as being virtue signaling. I'm not a huge fan of that thing, anyways, because I would say he's kind of followed up on it, right? Like you know, he's obviously not doing this for anyone's appraisal. He's doing it because he obviously does not agree with the Chinese government or Hong Kong. And he's not really had a problem with any of the action taken against him. Um, well, one can know. say he should buy a plane ticket, mm-hmm. go to Hong Kong, and join the protests. I, I mean, honestly, but what's I mean, honestly, with with this type of advocacy, while mm. I don't necessarily have a pro- problem with it, you know what what Blitzchung did at BlizzCon didn't get anybody talking about Hong Kong. It got everybody talking about China's meddling in corporate America. How did Blitzchung's actions at BlizzCon help Hong it Kong? Bl- it was a Hearthstone tournament. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. How did it help the people in Hong Kong? How did it do it? I don't think that's his... I mean... The, and, and I think uh, that's where... If you say I that wasn't it, his goal, that's... No, exactly. no, no. I think okay. that might be his goal, but I don't think that's his responsibility, right? Like, it's not his responsibility... To worry about how people are going to take his actions and what Blizzard decided to do to him and how that affects Blizzard. Yeah. Right. But, like it's his it, job it, to say, like, hey, I don't agree what's going on here and I'm attached to that. And if I have a platform for five seconds, I just want to quickly say, by the way, I stand with Hong Kong protesters, right? Like that's where that's about it. Like that's that's a protest, right? Like and that's where you leave. But it's it. a protest that's stealing somebody else's logo to do it. Like if sure. I if I have if if I if if in my house there's no smoking and you walk into my house and you light up, sure. To me, that's the same thing as what technically Blitzchung did at somebody. I mean, you work for a company, you wouldn't dare speak on behalf of that company or go to a, an event that that company produces. Right. Yeah, not without understanding. There's back. Yeah, that there would be things. So the I, thing is, so he I agree doesn't, with this guy's. He principle. doesn't work for them. What he doesn't work for Blizzard. He went to a thing that Blizzard put on, and he decided. No, to, he participated. Yeah, in that thing and he Blizzard decided to protest through that channel. Right, meaning he stole someone's logo and advocated with it. That's I mean, what he did. That's yeah. fundamentally what he did. But I mean, that's protest. And I said fundamentally. Yeah. Yeah. That's that <laughs> fit. To me, that's right that that is pro. I mean, no, that's protesting the is going outside of a Blizzard convention or whatever and protesting. Not walking into their establishment as a representative of them, because when you are, LeBron's a representative of the NBA, Correct. just like Blitzchung is a representative of Blizzard if he plays in their tournaments. Mm. He's he's susceptible to their reward money. He gets publicity for from Blizzard. Mm. 
but he's Blizzard. a contestant. That's what it. That's what I'm saying. Like he's a to me. There's a he's difference a, between a contestant and someone who's actually employed by a company, right? Like if I work for McDonald's, there are distinctions. Yeah, if there I are, work at there's McDonald's, really there's, there's a big yeah, difference there, between right. like McDonald's puts on a thing, and at the end of it, I have a shirt on that says, you know, I support Hong Kong. But it seems by that rationale, you're saying that. Blizzard should allow someone to use their logo, their license, their their image. No, I mean they have the pr- right to do what they want. I think my point is like, look, I think it's kind of what I've said before. Like Blizzard can take whatever actions, and to be fair to him, he's taken whatever you know criticism or I should say retaliation to those actions, right? Whatever you want to call it, right? Uh, consequence, um, and he's taken them freely, right? Like. He understood this is the reality of what he wanted to do. But on the other hand, I don't think like when he's sitting there and standing up or whatever, he ha- he owes anything to anyone as far as like how it would affect them. Right. Because the truth is, is like on the other hand, Blizzard is, you know, in companies on that way, they're not going to care about how that affects you by the actions they take because it's their job to think about themselves. So, if Blizz Chung is out there and thinking, I feel like I have five seconds, I want to just show that I believe in this one thing, he can do that. And if Blizzard wants to say, we don't want that here and we want to kick you out, they can do that. And both of them can do that and it be an okay thing is one. No, I, I, I mean, I, I don't follow the logic there. It's it wasn't an it wasn't an okay thing for Blitzchung to use that use Blizzard's event as a platform. That was not okay. Did he have a right to do it? In some sense, yes, yeah. he did. Right, I would hope. But just like with any right, mm. he still broke the rules. You, it's like this: you have a right to commit a crime, but there's consequences to committing committing. But a crime. what he did wasn't a crime, as a legal. No, crime. He, that's not yeah. what he's saying, Chris. Meaning, he's not saying that I'm, at all. I'm applying it to a consequence, yeah. and I think. Yeah. I think what he means by virtue signaling is the concept of voicing your protest mm. with no weight behind it. Yeah. Saying that you're against something, but never putting any of your treasure, your blood, sure. your commitment to a cause other than going on a platform and saying something. I just I think that's what he's defining. But as virtue yeah, signaling. I would I would argue there is probably more people now within gaming media who are talking about at least aware of the things going on in Hong Kong than there ever was before he said anything. And if that's the case, then I mean, like the fact that he's still talking about, I guess that's my point. Like, I'm not here to say what is it and is not virtue signaling. Personally, I think I don't like it because it, to me, it's just marketing speak. Instead of just saying like, "Look, there's millions of ways you can protest." It's right? actually PR some people, speak. <laughs> some people will go and sit down somewhere, right? They're willing to go that far, right? You know, sometimes you're like John Lewis, and you're willing to walk across a bridge and get hit in the head by a brick for what you believe in. Uh, but that's no different than the person who goes down to you know, cap to the National Mall and protests something that they personally believe in. I mean, regardless of how I was I thinking. About it. Probably as a contestant in that Hearthstone tournament, you probably signed some laws and bylaws and some sort of agreement. Yeah. Blitz um, Chung knew he was in he the knew, wrong when he did it. Yeah. He yeah. knew it. Um, He's admitted it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... Actually, this email was well written. Well... Yeah. I, I, he lays out. He has, yeah. an, he has an ideal world or a principled stance on what businesses should be. Mm-hmm. And having never owned a business, I agree with his principled idealistic stance. Mm-hmm. The problem is we live in a 
global economy. Yes. And there's this thing called corporate social responsibility mm-hmm. that many major companies have been forced. And I would say they don't do this willingly. It's, it's sort of been forced upon them by the millennial generation and younger because they've done studies. This is not a criticism. They've done mm-hmm. studies where millennials will give you their business if they believe that you are making a positive impact on your world. For sure. That's just a fact. I think that's that is been... the world we live in. And co- corporations are not voluntarily doing it. I, I would argue that they are submitting to it. Because mm. that because that that affects their bottom line. Well, they have they almost have no choice but to do it. I don't know. I, I would say for some, I definitely agree with you, right? Like yeah. there's some where I'm like, man, you're doing that because of bomb dollar. And uh, yeah. there's different criticisms we can put out on that. I think the problem with Blizzard is that Blizzard, it's felt like had a completely different thing that had been organically built not built to like satisfy as you said like kind of one group of people but like you know wow had been this place of inclusion and where you could be unique and different and you know it didn't matter what the rest of the world how they viewed you here you were an equal uh, with everyone else that was in that universe and they've kind of built that and it, it kind of extended on to when of course especially when hearthstone and uh overwatch came out there so you know like to all of a sudden have this company has been that way to kind of come back and do this hardline corporate like hey this is the bylaw and this is what we do not do here regardless because you're going against a, a country that if for being honest here just does not respect individual rights and, and, you know, respects more about what they think is the way people should be and everything. Uh, I think that's where, you know, that's where the problem has come between everyone, the community and all that. But I guess going back to, again, what I'm trying to say is that in the end, if you're the protester, it's not your responsibility to care what is going to happen to someone else or what the outcomes are. You're uh, to me, your, your first responsibility is to make sure whatever you do, is peaceful, you know. Blitz Chung wasn't a protester; he was a contestant. He's protesting. He was in a the participant moment, in a, in a mo- corporate sponsored, signed, agreed upon. But the thing event. he was up there protesting during the event, so he understood. Hey, these are the consequences that could come of it, right? I don't the think same protesting time. is the right word, Chris. It is because it's no different to me what he did there than like when in the 1968 Olympics, uh, what's Jesus, his name, raised, 68. raises Christ. his fist in during the national anthem. Yeah, with the, with the black glove on. Yeah, yeah, you know, or something like that, or take whatever you know different <clears throat> you know spectrum of competitions that have come through the years, and there have been just tons of protests, right? Um, they're no different to me in that. Like, so what he's doing in that is no different. A Hearthstone tournament was no different than the Olympics. Yes. Cause they're, I mean, it's a, <laughs> it's a competition. You see and, the joke, right? I yeah. gotta be funny. I gotta be funny. But you know, it was funny. Cause I just want to read Twitter. <laughs> that's all I want to do. But anyways, that's my two cents on it. It was worth at least a quarter. Chris. Ooh. Yeah. Jesus. We got to two hours. Yeah. Good Lord. Last 48 minutes was about Blitz Chung and Blizzard. Good uh, topics. Nothing. Actually. <laughs> oh, man. John, I want to give you a chance after Chris tells me that I can talk about Twitter. <laughs> uh, Sean. Yeah. People rise on Twitter. Yeah, they do. At Weekly Games Chat. And last week, John, if you listen, Oh Man the Barbarian had written into us and he said two things. Two things. How long have you bought you guys been gaming? What are some of your favorite games from the past generations? I wanted to give you a chance to answer that because we answered it last week. 
Well, all I could think of when I heard this on the podcast, though, I'm kind of glad I wasn't there. Because <laughs> you're like, man, I, just, you know, it's like, what's Zelda. the question again? Um, how long have you been gaming? And what are your favorite games from past generations? Not just like Super Nintendo, but anything other than current gen. I've Mass been, effect, I've right? been, yeah, I've been gaming since the Atari. <clears throat> I don't have anything notable on the Atari, but the NES is um, Super Mario Brothers three, Castlevania three, and Ducktales. Super NES, Legend of Zelda. Um, <laughs> Super NES is Ducktales? Le- is yeah. Okay, right? Dude, yes, DuckTales. Right? It's just amazing. <laughs> uh, what is it? Um, where am I at? Super NES is Super Metroid, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Link to the Past. Jeez. Um, did you have a PlayStation? I did not have a PlayStation. I had a Nintendo 64 and a GameCube. Favorite GameCube game? Probably a Metroid or a, uh, a Zelda game. Hey, John does love Skyward Sword. I do love Skyward Sword. We'll put that out there. (laughs) Yeah. I'll let you think on it. I'll keep moving. That's kind of why I was like, I'm glad. No, it's cool. Look, you're not on the spot. There's not a heat light on you right now. It's good. Um, Of course, if you heard last week's episode, we had a fantastic email from a fan in Virginia. Um, And Chris uh, laid down the saxophone behind that particular email last week. We had a lot of love. Um, oh man, the barbarian said sexy saxes, man. And it's a, uh, it's a gif of sexy saxes, man, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty fantastic. Um, in response to the, the coverage, um, we had a, a, fa- a fellow named Jim Swahey. Hope I said that right. Said he played the first mission of destiny two on release day and never touched it again. Ouch. Um, not sure why, uh, Draven said he's never going to play destiny. Understandable is fine. Um, Dave, uh, CSF Dave, um, uh, checked us out for the first time about a week ago, um, on, on, on the morning time. Uh, he loved the focus deep dive on games with a sprinkle of sports talk. Thank you so much, Dave. We appreciate that. Um, Catalina Wine Mixer, aka Morty McFly, um, I had posted a, a, um, one of these, John. You know who that is, right? Can you can you tell the audience who that oh, is? Oh yeah, that is Gandalf. Gandalf the Grey. So I have a Gandalf uh, little figurine that I have on my desk, and I thought about it, so I did the "You You Shall Not Pass" thing that you guys do. Um, and uh, Morty McFly read this in my voice for whatever reason, and it made him quiver. <laughs> Ooh! Don't tell your wife. Quiver in a good way. I don't know. Uh, game on, game on to you, sir. If you haven't seen that picture, you can definitely see it on our Twitter. Um. Loki wanted to know why it was a great show, but why did they hear a weekly games chat ad on a weekly games chat episode? Yeah, because uh, <laughs> because the ads are dynamically placed. Yeah, not sporadically. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. dynamically. Um, and he did request that um, we make an ad with all of us in it. It would be uh, nice. If we, if, and I, I did put out there that Chris had to kind of do that at last minute. We weren't Correct. really available. Yeah. It's something we will work on. And I think he said bad words, Chris. <laughs> well f you um buddy <laughs> let's see is this about oh yeah you posted um it's almost time to get lost in space for outer world which generated a lot of content um mm-hmm. uh dave mcclinton how you doing hey, sir dave. second uh, time dave had a half day to uh dive in um was gonna go Apparently to sleep found out what he thought yep <laughs> and then you see he just uh 
Uh, Tyrannotortis had about two hours, um, got up two hours early to get some game time in. Um, so that was going on. Um, Chris, I believe this was the person, and I'm glad you wrote in, C. Garcia T13. Mm-hmm. Bros, I've been waiting patiently since my forsaken recommendation to see if one of you would jump back into Destiny. And to finally hear the weekly game chat breakdown on my favorite game was epic. So thank you from the Mile High City. Ooh. Last note, what subclass do you main? <laughs> Hashtag Hunter for Chris. Uh, prior to my return, I was a main as a hunter. This time I'm maining as a um, a Titan. It's much funner for me. What's the air one? Uh, Warlock. That was what I always did. Yeah, Warlocks. Are, they're, all of them are cool. It's just for some reason I'm gravitating towards the Titan. I'm surprised they haven't added more classes. They don't need them. They, they've, av- they've added different subclasses. Yeah, well, I'm just not, I mean, like, I, look, I mean, like, I'm not like, you know what, like we're fighting after the show. And like one more four. from David McClendon, just a mere three hours ago. Um, he just finished last week's episode and oh. he's rolling. Well done on the background music, Chris. The whole thing reminds me of this one of Weezer's best. I don't know what it is. It's a YouTube video. I'll click it because viruses, see. right? It doesn't matter. Oh, across the uh, sea. Across the sea lyric version. Yeah. That's funny. Super nice. Um, right? yeah, that's funny. It's funny. That's funny. It's a song where when he was in Japan, or no, he got a love letter from a girl in Japan, and he wrote back to her, basically, and it's like, that is creepy. Uh, at if March Kemp. can see what's going on in my apartment right now. Thank you for the follow following you back. The aforementioned John. Dave, CSF Dave 09. Thank you for the follow. Following you back, good sir. At Car KJCR. Yeah. Thank you for the follow. Following you back. And to at Rod Talks. That is uh a um that's Rodney Salisbury, a voiceover actor, singer, and author, and host of Success Talks podcast. Hey, there you go. Thank you so much. That's all for the follows and mentions. Let me check direct messages just for a, a while. Um. Oh, we got or, one. And um, <laughs> let me read this first. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Um, a winner is you. No, uh, at Raymond Price. I'm just gonna read it. Let's do it. Okay. Hey guys, I've I've been listening to the show for a while. All right. I know this is an unusual request, but I'm writing a children's picture. Oh story. yeah, I saw those. Uh, it's it's about a pig who learns that hard work and being smart is important. Would you guys be interested in being a beta reader or reviewing the story? Maybe I, I can we'll, try. We'll it. talk. Yeah. yeah. Don't let Chris read it. Oh, what did I say that out loud? <laughs> like I read it, and I was like, I don't know what a beta reader it's is. It's probably above Chris's reading level. Yeah, we, we got this, John. Yeah, yeah we got the it. The pig <laughs> goes the outside. Pig. The pig is bacon. <laughs> uh, that's all I got. Again, if you want to follow or write us at Twitter, we post things out there like our Discord information. Uh, Chris and I are constantly putting stuff out there. Uh, the live stream stuff when he goes on on um, the uh, Twitch is posted out there, so. Thank yeah. you guys at Weekly Games Chat. We appreciate I actually, you. I actually streamed last Friday, uh, not once, but twice. And the second time, it may have been after a number of beverages were uh, consumed. And I may have kept consuming beverages when I got back. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> you can go look at the uh, thing where I chew out Sean and John. Those guys don't do nothing. Did you? No. no. Uh, <laughs> That'd be funny. If that I would that. be great. Yeah. Just like crying. Internal internal stuff we never see. Yeah. <laughs> we think everything's fine. It's not fine. <laughs> this is a like Jenga crying. house and we're on the top floor, John. We're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I hate to say that I do it weekly anymore because I, I, I don't think that's going to work as well as I hope. Why? Uh, just because finding the things to do. But I do promise you, you just this. just play. 
just play. You play. You're. I don't have internet if, like if you, you do. do. Why don't you come play? I'll come to your house and do it. You if you won't. set if you set it up for me. Yeah. What is this? What is this? Yeah. So they canceled one. They have the other one, which makes sense. Yeah. Actually, that makes more sense to me than the one they were doing. Makes sense. Yes. I, always, I already, I had already thought this was what it was. No, they. Was uh, so Gary. John is reacting to. So there was two newses today. The first news was that two uh, newses. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, the prequel they shot over the summer for uh, the Game of Thrones, uh, like far long ago history, got canceled with Naomi Watts and all that. Uh, and then it seems like instead now the news is that they're going forward with basically. One that is set before the events of Game of Thrones. So, like, during the Targaryen era. So, I'm guessing, like, Mad King and all that good stuff. So. John, John, for the fourth time this episode, it's time to hang it up, Chris. Yeah. I'm tired. It has nothing Move to do with. Move away from the microphone so you don't project boringness to the audience, Jonathan. <laughs> Anyways. <coughs> we're the happiest bunch here. Disdain. We, <laughs> we love each other so much. put a disdain on, on their mind. That's a bad joke. Uh, and when we love each other, we make sure we record a podcast so that you can have new episodes <laughs> listened to every Wednesday, including all 228 that you've heard here. Yeah, sometimes earlier because Chris yeah. is on point. Yeah. Uh, if you want to write your thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers, you do so by writing us at weeklygameschat at gmail.com. Otherwise, once you subscribe, you'll get a new episode just like this one every Wednesday. And while you're there, if they have some sort of review or rating system, you were to complete that in high, high favorability, hopefully. Uh, it would help people find this show. And that makes John happy. Whenever he, he notices the number goes up one, if that was possible, <laughs> he gets very excited and I have to go buy him some candy. Uh, until next time, I will simply say, Happy Halloween first. For sure. Everybody be safe yeah. out there. Because, yeah, that's that's the day after this episode. You've never bought me candy. <laughs> lies. These are lies. I No, I think you're lying. I know he's bought you something out like a vending yeah. machine before. I bought something. you a Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Not I, sorry. And Reese's. after that, I will simply say game on, Sean. Game on, Chris. Game on, John. Game on, Chris and Sean. Game on, Johnny Bear. <sighs> Your mom's bar. See, we were, we were looking at him, and he got nervous. I did. It was not. It was unlike the first time he did that. I didn't have my headphones on too, so I don't really. Know yeah, we could tell you needed that. Uh, oof. Oof. Peace out, everybody. Life of a thug. You know what I'm saying? What?